Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 503. Folks, it's E3. Woo! Actually, E3's over. Yay. E3's ended. That's my, oh, you can't see that on the show. Hi. I'm joined by a bunch of people who didn't go to E3, and one person who did. Starting off, Kelly Ryan joins us. Hi, Kelly. Hi, and yeah, I didn't go to E3. Do you feel happy about that decision? Uh, kind of. Yeah. It probably would have been pretty overwhelming. Fair enough. We also have uh, another Ryan. Ryan McCarthy is joining us. Hello. Hey. Hi. What's up? What's up? Ryan, what do you do for the site? This is your first time on the show. Uh, well, well, supposedly I write... I write um, well, supposedly I'm reading reviews, but uh, my but I stopped and had one up yet. It happens. All right. But I mean, I you'll get there. You'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, why well, I mean, do I have a review done? I just haven't posted it yet. Okay, we'll go do that. We'll wait. Not right now, the yeah, right show now. will not continue. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to fill it with dead air till it happens. Air until it happens. Yep. This is actually an intervention. Heavy breathing. <laughs> All right. Also joining us for the first time, we've got Nathan Garvin. Hello, Nathan. Hello. Are you also a reviewer? Yep, no, that's what they say. I'm still working my way through Final Fantasy X, though. Yeah, you sound like Josh, so that's good how I can tell you're pick, a reviewer. Is that a good I don't thing know. or I don't, bad? I'm, I'm undecided on that, actually. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know later. I think that's the wrong accent. It's close enough. Yeah, Josh is Southern. Well, what's I mean, I live in Tennessee. If it would jazz this up, I could try doing a fake Southern accent. But, but Tennessee counts as Southern. I, I know, but I'm not from Tennessee. I just live in Tennessee. Right. But, well, I mean, a, if y'all want me but, to talk like a southern... Now, hold on a second. Like now, hold on a second. <laughs> what is Nathan's accent if not similar to Josh's? You tell me. Josh's are a southern, southern bell. Oh, boy. All right, whatever. Uh, my family's from Wisconsin, so I should really doing that. be doing that uh, Wisconsin, northern Pulak oh, stuff. Oh, gosh. I'm in Wisconsin right now. Gatter, hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, also joining us, Jonathan Stringer. Hello. He's Hello, guys. Oh, it's my first time. It's not your first time at all. It just feels that way. <laughs> uh, I remember there were some games that I was like, oh, I want to talk to Jonathan about those games at E3, but then I don't remember what they are now, so that'll help make the show go faster. <laughs> all right. Also joining us, Pascal Takaya. He actually went to E3. Yay! Yay! Hey, I'm back home. You're back in home. Various pieces. How did? You, how are you on this show? You went to. You didn't even get home till like one a.m. What are you doing? Mm, Go back to yeah, bed. Like two or three. Go back to bed. No, no I'm up. I must up. work. All right. She, she's up. All right. Well, I'm Chris Privateer, um, but I think I said that already. And Anna Marie uh, was presenting at uh, E3 for Natsume, so she is all wiped out. So she's playing Cadence of Hyrule in the bedroom right now and shouts out to me whenever she finds a new item. <laughs> Which is probably not good for her voice. She should stop that. 
How about that music? Yeah, the music's pretty I'll, awesome. I'll jump on I'll jump on Discord and she can just shout to me and then it won't be as loud. Okay, she will look forward to that now. <laughs> Are we doing Monster Hunter tonight? Uh maybe. Maybe. Maybe yeah, it's okay. a maybe. There's plenty of other stuff to do. All right. So RPG cast where Chris and Anna get their game play uh, plan set up. Yeah, darn it. And it's for to, the week. It inspires you to go set up your own awesome plans and enjoy with friends that you can meet on RP Gamers Discord right now by going to rpgamer.com and clicking the Discord link. Yeah. He is a pro, man. Did you see that? Plug. That was yeah, that was a plug. that was great. Yeah. Five hundred episodes. He should be good at it. I should be good at it, and yet I'm not. All right. So I will tell you what I've been playing because it's very easy. More Final Fantasy fourteen getting ready for the uh new expansion. Um, I will not bore you with details about old expansions, uh, other than say I'm finally catching up on the Hildebrand quests, and I'm. It's so weird with those quests because each time I'm like, oh, I don't want to waste time doing this. I just want to unlock the battle sequences that it enables, and then by the end of the quest, I'm like, yes, that's so good and funny. And so I don't know if I like them or not. Um, oh, other than that, I did try because it was recommended last week. Gato Robato. And I've put about half an hour to an hour in, so not much time into it yet. But um, that is so very Metroid-y. It's so very Metroid. In a good way? Yeah, in a good way. Um, And I'm enjoying running around looking for stuff and then swimming as a kitty cat to to find hidden items. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if that is for Anna now that I've played it a little bit. It seems a bit too Metroid-y. And I don't know if she's into that, but we'll find out later. Um, The kitty cat's awesome. that's a really fun game and it's not very long oh good because i don't want to spend too much with it so no i only clocked about five hours into it but i also kind of got bogged down trying to find all of the cartridges i don't know if you found any cartridges yet no not at all i found like health upgrades Um, but not cartridges yeah the hidden areas that you can find in the game um, have like different cartridges and they, they unlock different skins um, so, so that it can look like a, like a old, old IBM so that the game can look like an old IBM monitor or oh, green monitor. Or I need to go find you. these now. <laughs> um, and the, there are 14 of them in the game. When you unlock seven of them, you can get an upgrade to your gun that lets you have auto fire. And when you find all 14, you basically get the screw attack. I've been hoping for an auto fire, so now I definitely need to go yeah. find these. <laughs> it's yeah, been really hard to maps. do the bosses without an auto fire. <laughs> um, the like the first seven are pretty easy to find if you just you know keep an eye out for hidden areas and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, finding all 14 of them can be pr- pretty tricky because there's a couple of tricky jumps that you've got to deal with but right. there are guides online to help you find find all of them so very cool so I'll, I'll jump back into that at some point so we have a lot of e3 stuff to talk about um so let's keep our game impressions relatively brief this week but uh let's start off with our new folks make them throw them to the wolves first um nathan You've been playing Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, I write guides, and uh, Final Fantasy VIII came up. Opportunity, old game. 
Turns out they are doing a remaster. Yeah, you could say good timing for that, right? <laughs> great timing. This is exactly what happened with Final Fantasy VII, too. So the site that I am writing this for should be very happy because yep. they're going to get a crap ton of tail end business from this. Excellent. So, all right. So you and yeah, Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark. What is Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark? I don't remember. Uh, it is basically Final Fantasy Tactics. Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, it is oh. beyond the point of an homage. It is. They're not making another one, so we'll do it. That's basically Fell Seal. Is that um, on others? Is that on Switch? No, I don't think it is. Is it coming to Switch? Surprisingly, not. either yes or coming to it, or or some console. Yeah, it's uh, not. It's on Switch. PS4 and Xbox game. One. So it's on PlayStation Four. I know that and PC. That's a game uh, Jeff and Josh reviewed, and I played it as well, and we talked about it probably three episodes no, ago. Yeah, I remember oh, now. Yeah, I okay, sorry. No, I do remember yeah. now that we did talk about this, and everyone said it's tactics. And like, I said, well, the artwork doesn't appeal to me initially, but you guys are saying it's tactics, and everyone seems to like it, so I'm in. But I'm just... <sighs> I have to play it on a big boy console? I want it on my Switch! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's is... kind of surprising it's not on the Switch because it just looks like one of those games that should be on the Switch. Yeah, click the export so to Switch sure what button. That's about. Come on. Have they talked about it at all? Because, I mean, I I, I've never heard of this game. I just went and looked at it, and I'm drooling. This is amazing. It's really cool. I liked it. I the liked art's it. a little bit weird. Like, it's not as endearing as some of no. the pixel art you'd see in some indie games. But, I mean, it's not. I don't. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's got that like, art style that's like. I bet you, if you drew the same art and converted it to sixteen-bit pixels back in the day, you'd be like enamored with it. But for some reason, seeing it on high fidelity just makes it look low quality, and I don't know why. I can't explain that. I yeah. need an artist to help. Yeah, I personally <laughs> really like the art style. So see, and yeah, that's the other thing. Other people are like, "What do you talk about?" I think this art's great. So I have no idea. But it had a really uh, a really cool story and a really cool world. Which was kind of like I think the main selling point that we had discussed before, so it's still worth trying. Yeah, Peter. Yeah, people like this game um, on our site, so that's all I can tell you. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> have to. Yeah, I mean, I was just looking at even the portraits. They remind me of like the portraits you'd see in in um, like Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that kind of look. The portraits are really good. Yeah. <sighs> We got to talk. Well, State thank later. you for adding to my backlog, Nathan. I appreciate it. No problem. It's on a small sale on GOG, so only twenty-five bucks there. But uh, other than that, thirty bucks on PS4, Xbox One, or Steam, and Humble. Goodness, I need to put this on. Yeah, thirty is a little list. steep, but if you love tactics, it's it's worth it. Oh, you can summon a whale. Apparently, look at that. Look at that guy. Totally got eaten by a whale, I bet. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to close this. Um, that's Felseal, and that's Nathan. Thank you, Nathan. Ryan, your first set of games that you've been playing. What have you been playing? Uh, oh, yeah, I've been playing... So I, I, took a break, I took a small break from it due to E3, but I've been playing uh, Phantom Dust, which is, uh, which is this Xbox game from 2005. That that was really released a couple of years ago, which is a it's like it's kind of an interesting game because well, so what you do it's basically it's basically some like this post apocalyptic setting 
where 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 most of mankind's been like hmm, they've been have been like uh, I'm following on my word, but like it, What's uh, okay, they've been like mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just I'm just stumbling over my words. Like yeah, so, so like so it's like it's, it's like in a post apocalyptic setting where humans have been like have been ravaged by like the planet seemed like ravaged by this thing called the dust. And and a lot of the survivors survivors develop and the dust caused a lot of the survivors to develop Esper powers. Oh cool. <laughs> So this is, are you playing, it was re-released for like Xbox One, right? Yeah. On PC, uh, are you playing it, which one are you playing it on? Xbox One. Okay, so not the original, but uh, the no. updated one. Um, I remember people yeah. like being very excited when it was uh, re-released and hoping for a sequel, and then I think the sequel eventually got scrapped, and that's not going to happen now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell me, is the original game all that and a bag of chips, or is it uh, a bit clunky at this point to go back to? It it's pre- it's pretty it's actually pretty neat because it's there's actually not I don't think there's really a game that's quite like it. Like, so basically, what you do is you have so you have these like so what you do is you fight like. So the whole point of the game is that you have to take on missions to fight enemies on the battlefield sure. using uh, abilities you have to equip. It's like, so it's like a, it's kind of the, it's not, people will describe it as like a kind of a card thing. Like, huh. Okay. Like, like, so basically what you do is you use, a, you're like, you, you build decks to like, to make, that you can like use to fight enemies on the battlefield, on the like the maps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like what you can do is like you can. So like you can like, so there's like different types. Like you can different. There's like five different types sure. of well, abilities. Like, many. yeah. Yeah. Like. Like you can like, you can like summon a flame sword or like use defensive abilities, and sure. like, and like you can like dash, like or like hover mm-hmm. like a few, for a few seconds. All right. So you 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 equip these abilities, then go use them on the battlefield. It's an action-based combat system. It sounds like right, and then. Yeah, and then you are you clearing maps yeah. or are you just p- progressing through a level? Like, how does how does the progression work? Well, gen- well, generally, well, you take on missions, and gen- well, generally, like the objectives are like different narratively, but but a lot of it does come down to defeat these enemies on the map. Okay, cool. And then, um, and, yeah, and then you're leveling up and unlocking new powers and skills, or powering up the ones you have, well, I assume, or. Well, you don't. Well, I mean, you don't really level up, but oh. you do. What you do is you have you have what is called an aura level, which which is because because you need which is like which is a resource you use because what you have to do is you have you can, certain abilities need a certain level of aura to use. So what it is you you have to, and also you can only have like 
four aura powers yeah. at a time. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you, you have to collect like these. So you, there's these orbs that like that like. So like there's orbs that pop up, and you have to like, collect them in order to increase your aura. And this, these orbs are how you also like get these abilities. Mm-hmm. And then when you, and then when you use them, what you do, what you do is you have to like, you have to like make decisions like, hey, so do I have enough aura to use this thing? Okay. Or, yeah. Yeah. No, I I feel you there. Okay. Cool. So, are you enjoying it? Yeah. All right, so uh, this is standing the test of time, um, and I know at some point it was free. Is it still free, or do you have to pay for this now, I wonder? Yeah, it's free. It's still wow. free. Okay, free. well, that's cool. So everyone can just go try it and see if they like it, too. Cool. Uh, have you been playing anything else? Uh, I actually just got started playing uh, Devious Dungeon 2. Yeah. Which is a... Which is kind of... It's like... So it's like a roguelite, except there's no permadeath. Oh, okay. So, so when you when you die, so, you just go back, you respawn or something, or yeah, you just you just go back to the little like hub town place, and then so what you do is like so you're so the whole point of this of the game is like you you collect you so what you do is you're supposed to like. Defend like this castle, defeat like these monsters, sure. and then well, you have to like wait. What do you do? Well, what the how the loop works is you have to like find a key to go through these portals into each like section of a level. Yeah. Okay. And then mm-hmm. um, and you go through the portal. Yeah, and yep. Do you fight a boss to get through each yeah. portal or? Well, well, there's like. So like there's each section has like four level like four levels I mm-hmm. think yeah which are then divided into three sections. Oh okay cool. And then, but I mean, so it's a standard roguelike thing. Go find power, find abilities and power up, and then go take on the yep. the portals and and bosses to eventually get further on and further on. And it sounds like it's very forgiving because you don't have permadeath. So hey. You can feel like you're always making progress. I like that. I should check this out. Hmm. All right, cool. Well, thank you. Um, let's see. What should we... Oh, Kelly, what have you been playing? Well, I've been putting a little bit of time into PQ2, or Persona Q2. Um, feeling no, a no, little... Not Say Police what? Quest 2. No. Police Quest 2. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Police Which Quest is... 2. That is actually the first thing that came to my mind when I saw the sheet with PQ2. Uh, when I see puzzle, PQ2, I think Puzzle Quest 2. Uh, no, Persona Q. Okay. I think uh, about five minutes of that at E3, too. Puzzle Quest 2? Um, yeah. Police Quest, yeah. Police Quest. Oh, okay, cool. Good. Um, so I'm sorry. getting very annoyed at how hand-holdy the game is. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were getting annoyed at us for interrupting you. No, because no. you no, that's, should. That's, that's par for the course. guys. I'm getting very annoyed with you right now. That'd have been awesome. God, I'm I'm cool. All right. Um, but no, it's, 
Yeah, the game has been very handholdy thus far, and it's kind of frustrating because I, I just wanted to tell ask the game, how stupid do you think I am? Like, <laughs> you, you know, you, you it's, might it's not want the answer two. to that question. <laughs> yeah, it's Dungeon uh, Two, and there are these like rotating cages because Dungeon Two is basically Jurassic Park, and there are these cages that rotate. And the characters felt the need to explain to me that I had to press the switch to rotate the cages. And it's like, oh. I've played every Etrian Odyssey <laughs> game ever made. I can figure yeah. this stuff out, guys. They can't assume that you've done that, though. So, this, so, it's, so, it's, so it's not really that much different from Persona Q1. Yeah. Uh. I, it's been a while. Was Persona Q1 that handholdy, too? Well, yeah. I mean, well... There, it wasn't Persona Q. Like, oh my god, let's see. Yeah, All right, go on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, it was very, very handholdy as well, Kelly. So, what else we got? Yeah. So, so um, it, you know, when it's you know not, it wasn't handholdy at all. What? Well, when it's not handholdy, it's fun and amazing. Um, I've been having a lot of fun making personas and going uh, exploring the dungeon and stuff like that. It's just when when there's dialogue and it's kind of like not story related dialogue, it goes on forever. And I've just, I've reached a point where I've just been kind of skipping it because all it is is just like trying to add humor to the story, and I kind of just want to explore the dungeons. Wait, so you're skipping dialogue in a Persona property, which is really weird to me. I don't know that I can understand this. Um, that means it's poorly written, doesn't it? Oh, a, a Kelly, bit, I can't yeah. handle this. Oh. This this can't be true. This can't be true. Ancillary dialogue? Preventing from game playing in a Persona game? I'm shocked. Impossible. Oh, so you are all being sarcastic. I'm serious. Like, I love the writing in the Persona games. Come on. I I do too, but I'm, for this game, I I just want to explore the dungeons. Yeah, I and I just fair. want the basic kind of story stuff. All right, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Some some people might disagree with me, but it's just yeah. I I I would rather just in, in, enjoy the battling and stuff. I want to see the dog make funny quips somehow by barking at the right time. I don't know. Um. Hmm. The dog isn't in my party yet. You know, what are you doing, Kelly? You're just, you have one job. Get the dog and get Teddy together, and you well, haven't even done well, that. I have and a... Morgana. You have three mascots to gather. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten that far. Thus far, I've only <laughs> You haven't got gotten that persona... far because I keep telling you how to unlock, yeah. unlock gates and switches. <laughs> yeah. Thus far, I've only gotten the Persona... Well, you start out with the Persona 5 crew, and then you run into the Persona 3 protagonist and just her, and it's the girl protagonist from P3 uh, Portable. Mm -hmm. And then in Dungeon 2, you run into the 4 crew. Okay. Thus far. So I haven't gotten that far in the game just yet. Okay. Um, And plus, I've I've been kind of playing it before bedtime and... (laughs) getting a little bit tired and I haven't gotten very far at all. Um, but yeah, I, it, it sounds like I'm being down on the game. I'm not, I'm having fun. I just think that they could have taken an editor to some of the dialogue. <laughs> um, and then 
what else, what else have I been playing? I because there was a release date announced for Trails of Cold Steel three, I decided to start getting a move on on for Trails of Cold Steel two, which I can't talk about too much because the events in that game spoil one pretty heavily, and I know Pascal is playing through one right now. Yeah, I I, I got some, and I did a little bit of hands on with three. So I probably have some like slight spoilers for one and two already. Mm. But yeah. yeah, I appreciate the the no spoiler. Yeah, um, you do revisit a lot of the areas that you visited in one. Like right now, I'm actually running around the Nord Plains again on horseback. But in two, they actually gave you a fast travel option for that whole area, which is kind of nice. They're like, you've done um, this already. Maybe you don't want to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's kind of the philosophy behind it. <laughs> I imagine it but, is. <laughs> uh, I played a little bit of that, and then I've been doing more Minecraft. I finally finished my chicken stadium. Hey, congrats. I, I caught them all. Oh, that's cool. You caught them all. <laughs> that's right. You needed to get different types of chickens, didn't you? I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's because they poop out different items that are very useful so that you don't have to make it yourself. Kelly, no. Let's not have the chickens pooping out items. That just sounds so wrong. Well, they they not only poop out items, they poop out poop, too, which you can use to grow crops. It's just nature. It's just nature. How many breeds are there? Um, 81. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, it's no... It's no Pokemon endeavor, but I'm sure it's not fun to do that in Minecraft. Um, you just kind of because there's breeding boxes and you set up your breeding oh, boxes. Breeding oh, helps. this is inhumane. Peta's gonna come yeah, after you. This is um, breeding boxes like they're ant. Yeah, oh, wait, they you... are. All right. If they didn't come last week over your chicken grinder comment, I think we're okay. Yeah. Um, but you set those up. You kind of. Go all go off and do something else for a while, and then you check the um, breeding boxes for eggs, and then you put the eggs in a nest, and then go off while you wait for them to hatch. Or if you're impatient, you can kind of sit on the eggs, and they'll hatch faster. And um, the hard part is getting your initial chickens up to tier to their stats up to ten out of ten, because wait, once wait, 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 sta- the chickens have stats. Yeah. How how do you level the chickens' stats? Do you have to breed them to breeding. get better chickens? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Breeding. Mm. So, yeah, you level up the stats. Um, once everything's 10 out of 10, then it's easy. Because, like, pretty much everything that comes after that will be 10 out of 10. So, it's just that and when you f- first create those first chickens, because... Um, at the beginning, when you just get basic chicken eggs, you can dye them. You use different dyes to make like red or green or whatever chickens, and that's how you get started out at first. And then I think some of the initial ones that you can create are a flint chicken, a log chicken, and I think a sand chicken. And Kelly, well, like as you, much as yeah. I would love you to tell me all about the different breeds of chicken, because I'm actually morbidly curious about this we probably shouldn't get too into it today because of all I the know. stuff <laughs> i know it's just 
I don't know why I actually so, do want to hear about it, but we we probably shouldn't today. Yeah, I no, getting, I understand. It's so bubble gum flashbacks, log chicken, wood <laughs> <laughs> chickens. Yeah, item poop, breeding boxes. Dude's like, tell me more. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all I've I've been playing. All right, cool. I think that brings us to you, Peter. All right. Were you able uh, yeah, to pull yourself so... away from Smash Brothers long enough to play anything else? Yeah, I actually did not play much Smash. Um, I mean, unless you count Sunday. But um, <laughs> yeah, so it's been uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4 uh, up until you know E3, and then I was pretty much consumed by watching press conferences and such. And uh, then got super hyped because they announced that Cadence of Hyrule was actually on Thursday, uh, and I was not expecting that so soon. So I bought that instantly, along with a couple other things that I bought, and you know probably won't play for years, but I will play them. But you own them now, and now you feel like a more complete <laughs> yeah. person. And what what could That's be better right. than that? <laughs> you know, it's bad because uh, you know before the the podcast started, everybody was looking at my screen and they're like, "Wow, you have so many games!" And I'm oh like, "I gosh. know." Yeah. <laughs> and the worst part is, I think out of all of those games, there might be like four that's actually beaten. <laughs> the yeah, rest are not. It's like, oh, Peter. It's I like, know. I have the I same know. problem with it's like bad. Steam and all my other consoles, but like, I've. It's just. You gotta stop. I gotta I, stop. I, we, we all I don't need know to stop. How, don't how do we stop? How, <laughs> how do we do it? Um, I know. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I feel less badly about Steam games because I'm like, oh, yeah. it's okay. I only spent like ten bucks and got like eighty games. No yeah. big deal. Right. But it's like the games on the Switch are not cheap, so it's like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, okay. Yeah. You were giving me crap about not playing Crypt of the Necrodancer, so I I went to go buy the four dollar one on the Switch store and accidentally bought Cadence of Hyrule. <laughs> accidentally, oh huh? Yeah. Oops, my finger slipped and I bought this game I was talking about buying. Don't know how that what happened. That's okay though, because the uh, Cadence of Hyrule is amazing. Um, yeah, so I'll just I'll segue into that. It's phenomenal. If you've played Crypt of the Necrodancer, there's all that familiarity there, and it's skinned over with Zelda, which is never a bad thing. And uh, I am, I mean, the sprites are endearing. The music is gorgeous, and uh, I'm having such a good time with it. It is just as hard as the original. Um, I've died, I think, three or four times already. Um, because every now and again, my brain starts thinking too fast into the rhythm and then I miss beats and I die. So, um, but it's, it's got all the things that you would expect from a Zelda game just mixed in with some Crypt of the Necrodancer beat stuff. Uh, so there's like dungeons that you beat and you have to, you know, defeat the four bosses kind of thing. And you've got, uh, you know, an overworld map and items and it's just, it's really charming. Um, so I'm in, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. And then um, I won't talk too much on it, but I just wanted to mention in case Josh goes back and watches this, I'm on the boat on, on uh, Valkyria on Chronicles 4. He was asking me, yes, he was asking me. He's yes, listening uh, right last, now, actually. Oh good. oh, good. Yeah, so he was asking me last week if I was if I had gotten to the boat, and I didn't know what he was talking about, but I now know. I'm on a boat, 
And uh, I will mention that when you get to, is anybody else planning on playing this? I don't want to ruin anything. If yes, okay, it's in I, it's in my pile of shame. All right, I won't talk about it then. But there's something that that happens when you get to said boat um, that adds another element of gameplay into it, and uh, that has been pretty cool. Um, one of the things I always am, I guess cautious about when i get sequels is that they just do the same thing but you know maybe add more levels or something but uh the team at you know sega and whoever else developed this uh they did a good job with adding enough new stuff into this to make it worth the purchase um it is not just valkyria chronicles one with new missions so um i'm really enjoying that as well hopefully gonna beat it this weekend because uh this tuesday we have uh bloodstained and i will be all consumed by that so there's so many games yeah i'm probably gonna put down persona q to play through bloodstained yeah yeah it's gonna be good and uh i'm one of those guys who i did not know you could use a bomb to roll that rock that is such a good strategy (laughs) sorry (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) um I uh, I'm one of those guys who so when I played uh, like Aria of Sorrow and Dawn of Sorrow, I will sit there and walk in and out of a room to collect the little souls that they give, mm-hmm. um, even if it's like a point zero one two percent chance of grabbing it. So I feel like I'm going to be spending many many hours um, playing through this. Uh, does does uh, Bloodstained have soul collection? Uh, shards. They're oh. like these little, yeah, shards that pop out of enemies, but it's the same mechanic. Um, you know, it's, it's a certain percentage and you can get items that'll help you get them faster. But, uh, as far as I understand, every enemy has a shard that you can pick up that boosts, um, oh dear, I forget her name now. Uh, whatever the main character's name is. Al- Al- Alucardus. Miriam. Okay. Miriam, that's it. <laughs> Uh, okay, I did not know this about Bloodstained, so knowing that it's based off of the Sorrow series, which in my opinion is the best Egovania there was. Um, I mean, it's his next I'm thing, hyped. right? So it would make sense to build yeah. on stuff from the past. <laughs> yeah, I mean, outside of the graphics, it feels like, from the demos that I played, it feels like the he took all of the best elements from you know, Symphony of the Night and Dawn of Sorrow and things like that and just mashed them in the one and it works really, really well. So it'll be cool to see uh, the whole game itself and it'll be really cool once I get to play those. He's been announcing that there's other playable characters too, so. Oh, I I can't wait for this. Hopefully, I just... Hovering over my pre-orders and stuff, it's like, man, I'm ho- hoping that it isn't going to be another uh, Mighty Number no. Nine thing where we're just thinking it's going to be amazing and it ends up being a turd. Oh, no, I, don't I think mean, that's like going to be the same. Yeah, yeah. From the from the demos, it didn't feel that way. Uh, I'm. I think this is very true to its roots. So that's good. Yep. That's it for me. All right. Um, which brings us to Jonathan, as he eats his fancy gourmet donuts. No, th- those are those are long gone. Those are long gone. Okay, long gone. <laughs> you had to wait so long. I figured you would have gotten a bunch of them. I did. They're still <laughs> they're... long gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. my mine is the family's eating theirs downstairs. All so. right. All right. 
Uh, um, not too much, Let actually. Me guess, have you been I... playing more Rainbow Six Siege? No, I haven't played Siege in, what? in a long time. I feel like you know, for so long that was all you were playing. So I was like, I was a Siege That's been guy. Like a year. All right, all right. I actually, it's because the friends I used to play with a lot haven't really been playing it. So, right. see how many hours I've put in it. Though. Are you excited for the new Ghost Recon Wildlands stuff at all, or no? Uh, I didn't like the first Wildlands. Oh, okay. Uh, see, I put 730 hours in the Siege. Not too oh, bad. jeez. That's like wow. Final Fantasy eleven hours. What are you doing? That's awesome. But okay. I haven't played since February. <laughs> okay. So it's been a while. Um, I should have been playing Battletech. The new expansion came out. Oh, was, how's that? I was, going, I was going to wait. It's It's good. I was going to wait, but uh, I was like, nope, got got itchy, had to scratch the itch. And I've put about 300 hours in this game now. This was going to be my third career I've done. I did a campaign, I did a career, and now I'm doing another one with Urban Warfare. So they added um, cities to the battlefields, uh, or as a biome you could you can fight in, urban. And you can jump chat on top of uh, skyscrapers. Uh, they added a couple new mechs, so they added some new mech variants. Um, they've added some other nice tweaks and updates. You can have a random starting max. You can have a random starting spot. They ex- extended the star map by like 50 stars. So it's like they're slowly evolving and, and, make, and making the uh, game a bit more dense and complex with, with uh, all the things we want uh, as far as that com- com- uh, career mode. They haven't added or really affected the campaign at all. Uh, there's one more DLC promised that should add some more stuff. Uh, maybe more on the horizon. They are now owned by Paradox, so you know how like Paradox the how Paradox likes to support games years but after forever, launch. So yeah, yep. So, so for me, who loves the game, that's good news. So I've been going through that. I mean, I haven't beat my career. I've probably put in ten, fifteen hours. Uh, a lot of what I've been doing, I, I've kind of done a mini uh, collection downsize for my uh, video game collection. I've been selling them uh, online on like Facebook, a uh, couple Facebook groups, and good for you, man. First prob- that collection, <laughs> probably selling it. Uh, I listed up about a third. Now of you what should I buy have. them all digitally and never play them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's, I, that's, my Steam that's library. The next step. <laughs> <laughs> my Steam library is already at like 600, 700 games. It's ridiculous. And, uh, so a lot of these things that I did sell, it's like, well, okay, I have you on this and this and this. I can sell this version. You know what I mean? Like Some of these games we end up getting in like three or four different platforms and just because, you know, oh, I need to have that new one. So, And some of them, that's not the case. It's just I, I went through games of like, yeah, I want to play you, but am I really ever going to play you? Okay, you're getting sold. Nice. And some of these have been it's like tough the Marie choices. Kondo of game ownership. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, nah, no, I wouldn't take it that. I, you're I, you're not saying. exactly at the minimalist level yet. I'm not taking the <laughs> near that level. Okay. Does this game spark joy? Uh, yeah, this the, game spark joy. Yeah, and they all do, the, so you don't so, get rid of anything. <laughs> <laughs> they they have potential for joy if I put them in my console. Uh huh. But I'm, no, I've I think I've sold about three or four grand now worth of stuff. Oh my I listed gosh. about ten to twelve. Good for you. But I listed job. about ten to twelve worth. Okay. Jeez. Yeah, I feel like that about um, the Tales of games and 
Dragon Quest. Uh, I've tried very hard. I've owned like three or four different copies of various forms of those games and tried very hard to love them because everybody else loves them. And I just, for whatever reason, cannot get into them. So I purged all of mine. So funny I'm, you say I'm, that. I'm selling all my Tales games and I have yeah. like four of the big box collector editions still sealed. Yeah. It's, I don't know what it is. Something about those games. I just can't get into them. Do I love Fantasia. Have, hmm? I was going to say, do you have the two PlayStation ones? Because those are worth a uh, pretty penny. Which one? The Zillius oh. one and two? No. Uh, Destiny. Oh, Destiny one and two. Yes, I'm selling those. They haven't been bought yet. Whew. I did sell my Persona one and two on the PS1. And Persona one sold for one ninety five. Just the game spiked up. Huh? Was that sealed or just the game? No, just the game. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. sealed is probably five hundred dollars or something. Goodness. I still have a copy of Persona One on PS One. Yeah, it's it's actually a fairly rare PS One game, and it's fetching almost two hundred bucks now. So. <laughs> and that version sucks. I yeah. really need to go through our basement. Yeah, and start but selling has, some games. Well, I mean, <laughs> you guys are breaking my heart right now. Yeah, my mine a little bit too. <laughs> I, I don't know. I couldn't bring myself to sell a game. I have a friend who's still in the throes of. He writes guides as a side job just so he can buy uh, Super Nintendo games. Yeah, oh, I have a whole okay. bunch of those. Sold some like, of those. Uh, I, dropping seven hundred dollars on Earthfall. I'm like, how are you still married? <laughs> <laughs> Boggles the mind. Yeah, I sold my Secret of Evermore, nice box copy, my Illusion of Guy. And I, I didn't sell too many Super Nintendo right, games. Jonathan, I still how, got much most would, of mine, how much but... would my Radiant Silver Gun go for now? Radiant Silver Gun. I feel like Saturn, it dropped right? A, yeah, Saturn. I don't know. I think it did drop off a lot. Yeah, that's too bad. Uh, I'd have to check. Oh, I don't have... Yeah, I, no, I, I got it. It's, it's anywhere between... Anywhere, oh, okay. So a couple hundred. That's yeah, that's it's so high. I'm yeah. trying to sell my Crusader of Cynthia on Genesis. It's like four fifty, but oh. no one's bought it yet. <laughs> I want that one so bad, but not at that <laughs> price. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I, I had about twelve hundred games. I'm down to like ten fifty, ten ninety. So even if I sell this off, I'll still have like nine hundred. So it's not like I'm. I'm really cleaning the shelves off. So, which ones would you not sell, no matter what? Oh, um, God! Probably I get so much money for Panzer <laughs> Dragoon Saga right now. Yeah, it's like six hundred fifty bucks. Crap! Yeah, that's one of them. I'd be tough to sell because you can't really play it unless you like get that Saturn emulator anywhere else, and uh-huh. it's never going to be re-released. So, that's one of those where, yeah, I'm going to keep that. I can't play it elsewhere. And hey, finding it again will be expensive. You you say that, but they uh, announced that Panzer Dragoon remaster. That's not the RPG um, though. I yeah, but if it does well, that's they lost the source code for Saga. Oh, they did? I mean, the yeah. first yeah, the first Panzer Dragoon has shown up in a number of places, so I'm not as surprised by that, and I'm not going to jump to getting my hopes up for PDS. That just I don't know. That seems dangerous. I- I have a spark of hope, but just a spark. And they can remaster that Bubsy game. They can remaster anything. Yeah. But, um... No, that that was something (laughs) I was going through when... (laughs) Wouldn't the better service to humanity be to erase the existence of that Bubsy game? It would, but here we are. (laughs) Sorry, Kelly, go ahead. 
No, I, I went like through that. that collect like serial murder stuff. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I went through that when I lost my job a couple of years ago. Where it's like, okay, what what would I be able to part with if things got bad? It's tough. Yeah. And I don't even have to sell the stuff. I just kind of like, uh, I need to. I could use this money for other things, and you know. Get some fun, other fun stuff, and these games aren't going to play. And then I kind of wanted to remove one of these shelving units out of my room, so I was kind of hoping to get rid of enough to remove a shelving unit. But so far, not enough. <laughs> like, I just made a little space. Things would have to be pretty dire before I started getting to the PlayStation One and Super Nintendo stuff, just because that's like my childhood. Mm-hmm. That's just well, see- who I am. The ones that I played as a kid, I've kept. The ones that, like, yeah, this game's supposed to be good. I really should play it. Those here's are the what, ones I started letting go. Here's what you don't understand. I bought PDS for, like, $300. Mm-hmm. Now I can flip Same. that thing. So it's like, oh. oh. Most of the stuff that I sold, I would go and buy, like, hey, I'm selling all my games for $300. And it's, like, tons of NES cards and Super NES cards and so most of these games that I have on my shelf, unless they were like modern games like Xbox 360, PS3, and, and beyond, and then PS2 as well, um, I probably, in the end, that I sold off the extras, I didn't really pay anything for. It's just work, wow. you know, picking them up, selling the stuff I didn't want, and then keeping the stuff I did, and you basically, it's either you get profit from it or you get free games, right? Mm-hmm. So that's stuff that I would do that for a while, but that was back in the early 2010s, and about... 2014 2015 i guess the whole retro thing exploded and so people were like you couldn't find games hardly anywhere anymore but for like four years though i could like every weekend find these huge lots of games of people getting rid of their their stuff in their attic or or whatever and garage sales and and on craigslist and it it was pretty it was a lot of fun um, i wonder if it'll be a uh a cycle and that it'll happen again possibly because it it there is an ebb and flow to it. Well, what's hot now is N64 because a lot of the kids that grew up with N64 are now in that hitting the late 20s, early 30s age where they're getting uh, money to spend, and that's their childhood. Where the NES stuff, all the complete collectors, that's kind of that peaked and it's starting to die off a little because a lot of them have been there, done that, and they're getting into their 40s and their family stuff, and they've just kind of they're starting to move on. So you kind of see that cycle there. Uh, I think PS1, PS2, maybe the end of it, but they sold so many PS2 games, and I don't, I don't think there's going to be that same allure for you know PS, most of PS2, PS3, and Xbox 360. So I think that's going to kind of start dying off, and then especially when you have kids that started growing up with digital downloads that, that having physical copies isn't going to mean stuff to them like it does to us from the 80s and 90s. So. We'll see how it goes. But, well, good, good luck. You're a better man than I. <laughs> so that's what I, yeah, I'll see if I regret it. There's been some games I've regretted selling in the past, but you know, if I really wanted to, and that bubble does burst later, I can always rebuy them. You know, it's, it's not like I, I'm not selling games from my childhood. I'm selling games I've acquired in the last decade or so. Yeah. So yeah, I understand that. I can buy them again. You know, that's that's how my thinking is. It's just, it is fun collecting and having you know your shelves full and saying I can play whatever these I want whenever I want to. But you're not going to. You're not going to. (laughs) You know what I ended up doing? I spend seven hundred and something hours in Rainbow Six Siege and three hundred hours in Battle (laughs) Pack, and I just play my. How do you how do you spend so much time in those games? Uh. 
get online. Hey, let's play CHOK and I hop on and then we just play. I don't sleep a lot either. Yeah, he has Eight friends. hours later. What the? Yeah, but uh, so that's what I, I've been playing Battletech. And then I, at night, I've been playing some of that Contra collection and bed on the Switch. And I got to say, I don't like the, um, what they're called, the, uh, the little Switch controls. I can't think of the name of them. Joy-Cons? The Joy-Cons. Yeah, the Joy-Cons. Yeah, Joy I don't like the Joy-Cons yeah. for the retro games and like the, as a D-pad. It's it doing like the diagonal and it works, but like I want to like jump or lay down and it's what the diagonal sometimes it pisses me off. Well, that's what the horny D-pad feel. thing is for, right? Yeah, I, uh, I need to. It doesn't. It just doesn't feel right when I'm playing those. Um, I don't think yeah, that the Pro I, Controller has a great D-pad either. It seems to pick up extra inputs. Um, and, and it's just like, it's a little sensitive to you're pressing up, but it also throws in a left and it's like, no, no, I didn't mean, I don't want to do that. You know? So, yeah, it's it's pissing me off in Contra. I'm like, I wanted to duck and it's shooting diagonally down. And I'm like, no, then I die. And like, oh, screw this. (laughs) That never noticed. Yeah. I never noticed the extra inputs, but I, the pro controller has the D pad in a better spot. Um, Mm. I noticed does, that yeah. you know my hands are a little bigger, so when I'm playing in in portable mode with the Joy Cons, like my thumb to use the D pad on the Joy Con is in an awkward spot. It it doesn't feel comfortable. Um, yeah, it, you just naturally gravitate towards the joystick instead. And like you said, playing something like the Contra Collection is is near impossible on a joy on a joystick. Yeah. Well, I would say that satisfy. Switch grip helps a lot with that uncomfortableness with the D-pad. Mm-hmm. So it solved my cramping hands from holding it awkwardly to control it. But what it doesn't solve is me still hating the D-pad. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it hates too strong. It's frustrating is about it, what it is. So. Did you see uh, that's Kelly told me about this before the show, but there's a Damon X Machina um, Hori, a Hori controller coming that you yeah, might want to look cool. into. Yeah. It's kind of like the built-in uh, grip, yeah. The way the way it's formed, you know. So that would be they're probably like hundred twenty dollars for those 50. stupid things. No, no, that, that one's going to be fifty. Oh, it's only fifty. It, it has That's no rubble bad. or wireless. It's it's just uh, it's just for playing just dock on mode. The thing. Yeah, right. Okay. Not dock mode. Are they doing that mode. because of the? They're I guess they want this to be a tournament style game. I guess I don't know. Um, mm. But I, I think they realize that, yeah, if you're playing portable mode and playing that game, um, you need a better controller. <laughs> yeah. And carrying around your Switch controller or your Pro controller to play portable is kind of ridiculous. So this way, this way it's latched onto the system. So that's better, I guess. But now you need a really big pocket to carry the thing. <laughs> you already needed a really big pocket. I have one on my jacket. I have one of those, like, tech jackets that has like lots of pockets for big devices like i can fit a laptop Mm. in one of the pockets and that's where i keep the switch yeah i know um and then i think uh i i think with these new controllers it will actually become too big for that pocket even but so it'll stick out that'll be interesting guys you're just gonna have to face it you're just gonna need a purse i yeah i need a switch purse and i need need a a switch purse she might be asleep. I shouldn't be shouting. 
Okay. Hey, for guys, it's called a carrying case. Get it right. Oh, a carrying <sighs> case. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. I use well. I use my one from Breath of the Wild uh, quite a bit, actually, but it still one? doesn't. Yeah. yeah, it still doesn't quite cut it for me. Mm, it's a little bulky. Um, uh, I, I actually got one of those uh, messenger bags from Amazon. Mm. Th- th- those are really nice because they have pockets for pretty much everything for for your uh for your dock for your pro controller for your cables did you say for your dog dock yeah oh. well i mean he he is a he is a mini pen so, so you i probably mean like could stuff one of these just generic messenger go. bags or is this a switch focused messenger bag no this is a switch messenger bag oh, okay. they they go on sale all the time and they're only usually only like 20 bucks yeah yeah oh, so like <laughs> from power a here like the breath of the wild one or am i looking for someone different Magic doctor. Um, I think. <laughs> oh, here we go. I just have the the generic switch one. My husband has the Breath of the Wild one. I like this. Yeah, yeah. it's actually really uh, slick. Nice. Yeah, that's not bad at all. And there's room for an iPad. Well, an iPad Mini in this case, but hey, it's better than nothing. It's like all you need to go and tolerate a a movie party at your friend's house when you don't want to be parted from your video games. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the introvert's I, I guide bring, to being social. All right. <laughs> I, br- I bring mine to my mom, mom's house all the time. It was a, I actually brought it over pretty while well, you guys were on vacation because we was watching Game of Thrones. And uh, I, I almost a, said Game of Thrones watching party. Perfect. Yeah. But then it was I yeah. remembered it's over now. So I'm like, oh, we can't use that anymore. <sighs> on just linked his in the chat. Uh, it was that one you passed up. Hmm? Uh, Vaughn just linked his in the chat, and it was the one that Is you passed one? up. Yeah, mm-hmm, I think so. Well, that looks nice, yes. too. Yeah. yeah, that one's really nice. And it's even got room yeah. for a switch in one of those crazy cases. So, nice. Double and that's, uh, um, those come with it, that crazy case. Oh, that case comes with actually. it. Oh, so yeah. it's perfect size, then. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. I mean, and the switch isn't it's just heavy enough that it's not fun to carry it around in a carrying case alone, but in a bag like that, you wouldn't even notice what it. What are we doing? We have E3 stuff to get through. <laughs> oh, okay. And one more thing <laughs> okay. that's also really handy. If if you have a power brick, those things will hold your power brick too. Yeah, that's my biggest gripe. Okay, I'm done. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh let's do some uh let's get through the feedback from the last show and then we can get into E3. Um get your voice ready, Pascal. All right. So Seraph and Kitten wrote in um it Meh. was it was interesting on the podcast to hear Kelly say that Brattle for Azeroth is the worst expansion, worse than Warlords of Draenor. I haven't had a lot of energy to do much in Battle for Azeroth, but I think if I had friends playing and I had time and energy to invest in, it's probably second best, maybe the very best when Najatar opens up next patch. So it was weird to hear someone declare it the worse than Warlords of Draenor, an expansion which, and this is true, takes place in an alternate dimension 30 years in the past on a different planet. Um, well, that kind of made me like um, the expansion more, actually, Sarah. <laughs> um, just defending my position here, and I know different strikes for different folks, but my issue with Battle for Azeroth is that it's Warlords 2, particularly in the story sense. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm, let me take that back. It's Garrosh 2 in the story sense, where they have Sylvanas pretty much just going for the evils for no real reason. 
and the uh, gameplay wise it's just been very rng and hurry up and wait and very it's, grindy and repetitive it's like this year is the year of the unnecessary heel turn oh right anyway yeah all right so um, yeah just just defending my position i mean sure. some people say that mop is the worst expansion or, no i i'm I'm so disagree, but anyway, we don't have time for that right now. All right. Yeah, Gamer Esquire <laughs> gave us some E3 highlights. He said, uh, several highlights from what has turned out to be the be- one of the best E3s in years. Number one, Blaster Master Zero getting a physical edition from Limited Run Games. Number two, Collection of Mana on Switch. Does it get any better than this? Number three, seeing the time skip in the Fire Emblem Three Houses trailer and confirming the game would not be confined to a school setting elevated my hype for the game significantly. Actually lowered mine some. I kind of want the school thing to keep going, but whatever. Different strokes. Number four, Romancing Saga 3 and Saga Scarlet Grace trailers. Okay. Whew. Um, Severance. I just want to mention yeah. that um, Gamer-esque was, uh, he said, you know, collection, or he or she said, collection of man on switch does it get better and i say yes it does it's got a physical coming yeah yes. i missed it damn it <laughs> severance, damn it okay severance says the joys of tra- of trails of cold steel 3 date release date followed by face palming at there now being a dozen significant rpg releases between september 20th and 27th oh. that's a good point um excited when i'm in japan no less Severance is excited to see what direction Tales of Arise takes the series. Um, Severance says, all the Fire Emblem stuff I saw very much sold me on the game. And I'm also up more up for replaying Final Fantasy VIII than I figured I would be. Okay. Crawl says, from Keanu Reeves to Ubisoft's Dancing Panda, it was a really memorable E3. It's like, I got news for you, Crawl. That Dancing Panda's been around. Uh, great to see Square Enix make up for an awful 2018 show with a really strong lineup. And even kept back the Trials of Mana surprise for Nintendo to reveal. However, it's hard to beat the confirmation of a follow-up to Breath of the Wild, even if we don't see it for another year or two. Okay. Strawberry Egg says, Definitely the combined surprise announcement and release of Collection of Mana, including the long-unlocalized Seiken Densetsu 3 as Trials of Mana, as well as the announcement of an HD remake, remake of the same game excuse me i love it when a long overdue localization comes out there you go um oh we don't have a question for next week oh well we'll think of one by the end of the show uh podcast rpgamer.com 608-729-4098 that's how you leave your feedback for the show or reply in the show thread or on twitter speaking of twitter responses here's the twitter responses to your e3 picks um oh Utengu Master says, basically every announcement by Square Enix and Nintendo stole the show. Uh, Ace says, uh, Tales of Arise, new graphics engine. Benjamin Nelson says, I already tweeted you guys a few days ago, but I'm almost pumped for the Nino Kuni re-release. Oh, I am most pumped. Excuse me. Also, Mana Collection, Trials of Mana. My wife is excited for Rune Factory 4. Basically, we have a ton of more reasons to get a Switch now, and that is awesome. Uh, Disa says, Romancing Saga 3 and Scarlet Grace were the huge ones for me. Those only would have been more than enough. But there was also Animal Crossing news. Last Remnant is available. Mana Collection, Final Fantasy VIII on the Switch, Nino Kuni Switch, and a whole bunch I'm forgetting. And then finally, Colin says, let's see, Fantasy Star Online 2 and almost everything on the Nintendo Direct. That was a very well done Direct. Uh, but mainly Fire Emblem Three Houses, 
Ultimate Alliance 3, and I have hopes for Trials of Mana to not take after the Secret of Mana remake. Uh, oh, and the Dark Crystal game looks intriguing. Yeah, there we go. Dark Crystal game looks amazing. I was watching them play some of that. So, ex- Well, amazing is maybe strongly put, but it does look like a solid tactics game that I hope turns into something amazing once I see more of it. But uh, No, maybe. Maybe not. Okay. <sighs> How do we how do we approach E three this year? Do you think we could just go through all of our crazy stories, and you can tell us when you saw something, Pascal? Yeah, maybe that's what we should do. All right. Whoo! So we have a big old E three index you can go find on the site by going to RP Gamer and clicking E three if you want to get caught up. But uh, here's some of the stories. Uh, Kingdom Hearts three is getting a DLC coming out in the winter called Remind, which I guess this was known about before, but now we have a date. Anyone excited for Remind? Who's where's my Kingdom Hearts fans at, Kelly? I'm, I'm in. in. I'm in. You're in. Okay. I mean, if it elaborates more on the confusing ending, then all right. Uh, yeah. Do you do you really Didn't think it Nomura will leak this at a concert? Yeah, they 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 announced it at their Kingdom Hearts concert, which was like the same day as a Final Fantasy concert. I can't keep all this straight. There was like a there's like two concerts where they announced stuff I before the show. <laughs> I know, it's just Goofy. He's such a Goofy... Yeah, whatever. Nah. Oh, goofy, he's such a Goofy. Oh, I think they did it on purpose. I don't think it was really a leak, but maybe? Okay. Um, the Outer World got a release date? What is The Outer World? I don't even remember what this is. Uh, oh! Uh, it's uh, Obsidian's it's RPG. Not... Okay, this yeah. is Obsidian's uh, new Fallout New Vegas. Got it. Fallout in space. It, it's, it's totally not a middle <laughs> finger to uh, Bethesda. <laughs> no, not so at all. If, uh, you're, if you're thinking that, just... Watch it from your mind because it's not. The Pascal, case. did you get to play so this at all? That uh, it wasn't playable, but I um I saw the uh, presentation for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it looks really good, but I mean, it does you know it does look like Fallout in outer space, so you know what to expect. Yep. Um, the uh, but uh, well, the, it does seem like they're they're going for a really um dark humor streak. Okay. Um, something to look forward to if you enjoy that kind of thing. That Everything's very like uh. T- one thing I think it's going to be Avalon's not with them anymore, so I don't know how good their writing is going to still be like oh, it used point. to be in those games. Hmm. Hmm. So one of the highlights of the um, the presentation, I think, was um, when you uh, the presentation was basically like one particular quest line, and uh, it included having to. Wait a minute! Am I allowed to talk about it if it was behind closed doors? <laughs> Um, you yeah. may want to look at your contract. <laughs> I mean, did they say anything was no, under NDA? No contract was handed out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no, no. Was this one of those? It was in a in a room with thirty other people, or was this one of those? It yeah, was just you. Yeah, in a room. Okay, thirties. Yeah, then then yeah, I those are always fun. Well, so so like like many like open world games, you you can choose how to approach missions. So the way that uh, the room chose the the room voted on going stealth, and um, it needed to. So the, the quest was to infiltrate like a. Uh, a canned uh, a meat factory or whatever passes for meat on the planet Monarch. It's made of people. And, um, well, um, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I feel like it was hinted at, but it wasn't, it wasn't really uh, overtly stated and we didn't see enough to, to, to verify if it was. Um, but, uh, we did find, uh, one creature in particular that is part of this, uh, the, the meat canning, it's called a sisty pig. Oh, and, uh, bacon tumors! I've seen this. 
Yes. So the the way we found it is because the uh, the back entrance into the fa- the sewer entrance in, into the factory um, leads right into the the Sisty Pig pen. So when you emerge, you uh, your screen is filled with a row of giant pig at anuses. Let's mm-hmm. just say. And um, yeah, and so these are pigs that are, are raised partic- uh, particularly because they are covered in bacon-filled tumors. And as and I think the way he uh, described it was uh, delicious, crispy bacon-filled tumors. Wait, how is it and come as, out crispy to be? No, I don't want to. Well, I don't know. Um, but crisp, but crispy does lend it a, a you know a, a more tactile feel. I guess I don't know. Um, you can just taste the. Never tumor. has cancer tasted so delicious. Mm. And as these tumors mature and grow, and you know, I guess the the bacon becomes flavorful. Uh, they eventually fall off the pig oh and just plop to the ground, and that's when they're ready for mm, harvesting and <laughs> consumption. So delicious. They've come up with something just disgusting and awesome at the same time. Here we go. You yeah, know. I mean, there was all this other combat and dialogue choices. and But, I mean, it's it's really the, the bacon-filled tumors that you have to focus on. So uh, that's the Outer Worlds for you. Okay, thank you. Uh, there, and you can see, like, there's videos online of, like, the E3 Coliseum pa- presentation, and you can see what Pascal saw behind closed doors by watching that, or at least some of it. So, um, we've got Keanu Reeves showed up at Cyberpunk um, at the MS press conference. And he said, hey, take a look at this. And um, <laughs> It's breathtaking. <laughs> you're breathtaking. So they also announced a $250 collector's edition. They announced that it's coming out April 16, 2020. And they showed that uh, the guy who was in the last trailer from last year's E3 apparently dies. And now Keanu's your your friend that you work with, which seemed really weird, but okay. <laughs> well, um, so from what I saw of it uh, at E3, I don't know uh, as far as friend. Um, they no. they described him as a digital ghost. Oh, okay. And he and he was in the uh, the gameplay demo that we saw, but he did have that like ethereal quality. So I'm I'm unclear and whether it's you know whether they mean ghost in the spiritual sense or if he's a some kind of projection. There's um, it's cyberpunk. He's that, hacked into your brain somehow. I bet. Yeah, there is there is something going on with your brain. You do have. Um, uh, yeah, there's like a um, a biochip I think inside your brain that kind of uh, it kickstarts this like the story. I think people want it, and it's giving you certain abilities. So I'm not sure. You know, he's probably I would guess likely connected to the fact that you have something uh, unique implanted into your brain. But I don't know like the specifics on who or what he is. He does stand around and smoke a cigarette multiple times, so it's, he looks amazing. Oh. <laughs> It doesn't okay. matter what his role is. It's just amazing. Yeah. That's it. It's just like I uh, was already pretty interested in getting cyberpunk, but I actually started a poll on Twitter just out of curiosity to see how many people were interested in the game before and were like, you know, eh, it's okay. Keanu's in it. Great. But um, or, you know, if they were hyped about it even more because he was in it and i was surprised at the reaction most people were just like yeah it's you know cool but i was going to either get the game or not get the game with or without him and that's the I, case for me i'm getting i was already hyped for it no matter what and 
yeah. it's more of like an interesting little tidbit, but it's not like, oh, I need to get it even more now. It's it's cool, I guess. It's uh, funny. I'm also wondering if like, well, I guess since it's a cinematic, you can probably count on it not being avoidable. But I'm wondering if like if you make different choices, if your friend will survive. So because that's like the sort of deep choice game that you would kind of expect from CD Projekt. But we'll have to wait and find out next year, won't we? Is it is it too early to just declare Cyberpunk Game of the Year already, or do we have to? Uh, you have to. Yeah, go you do have to wait. It unfortunately. is. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. After all, we have lots of. Um, oh, never mind. I'm not going to get into controversies about CD Projekt Red right now. So, Borderlands uh, Borderlands Two got a new DLC for like free, right? Yeah. Or, Okay, and uh, yeah, to set up the, the the sequel. Yeah, it's a setup of the sequel, and it's free for anybody who owns the Handsome Collection, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which is just... also free on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, until the sixteenth. So I have Tomorrow? Borderlands Three: The Handsome Collection on all three platforms now, and I'm wondering if I should go back and replay that game or not. And I honestly don't uh, know. But... Eh, it's fine. Chris, uh... do you want to co-op with me? Oh, <laughs> maybe because <laughs> we have so much time for video games, Peter. <laughs> I know <laughs> it doesn't have to be on stream. We can just co-op just it, do it, you yeah. know, in in evenings or something. Which one we'll are just we set playing? Up a little... Are we playing um, pre-sequel two or one? Are we doing all the DLC or what are we doing? I don't know. You, you know, just whatever, yeah. whatever floats your boat, man. Or whatever floats my boat. That changes yeah. by the hour, so all right. <laughs> well, well one's cool. not part of the collection. Oh good. That helps. Uh, yeah, that helps a lot. We have so many shift codes we could enter in too. Get all those uh loot boxes. Okay. Golden keys, yeah. Golden keys. Ugh. Golden Alicia keys. Oh, wait, no, that's something else. Um so we have the oh right. Borderlands three is coming out September thirteenth. That's the other thing. I think that was already announced, but just in case. Here's something that wasn't expected. Did you expect this? I didn't expect this. Fantasy Star Online 2 is coming to North America on Xbox One. What? I am so no, hyped. I, I, think it's, I think it's coming out on a lot of systems. I think it was yeah, it's, on it's been confirmed. It's been confirmed for the PS4 and Switch wow. 2. Really? Listen, as somebody yeah. who has struggled through the Japanese patching and was way too hyped when the uh, SEA version was available. I am thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. This has been a long seven years. Yeah, and like, uh, it sounds like the Xbox One guy, what's his name, Phil something? Or, no. Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer. He may have been heavily involved in in helping to push that along um, by bringing it up every time he met with Sega. (laughs) So... (laughs) I don't know. Uh, the, the little giant bomb interview you can see. He, he tries not to, to overplay his part, but uh, definitely right. we talk about it every time he was over there. But So anyway, f- wh- however it came apart together, it's finally coming out, even though it's like way late in that game's life cycle to come out. Um, yeah. and, that game's like seven years old. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And we're not even getting it till spring of next year. Um and then there's a question of all the crazy licensed DLC. Are we going to get all that? Are we going to get all? How are we? What are we going to get? How's it going to work? 
It's coming to Xbox One and Windows 10 for sure. Um, apparently, it's been confirmed for other platforms. It's just not on their website yet, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But uh, I think Phil Spencer said it himself, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, this he is, did. This is hearsay, so I can't give you link Probably or anything that same specific. Interview, then. Um, he certainly made it sound like they were not opposed to it being on other platforms, and that's like kind of their thing right now. Is like, let's just have everyone play games and stop being so crazy about all this crap. Um, <sighs> that's a nice opinion to have. All right. So anyway, either way, you're getting PSO2. It sounds like you're getting it on everything. I kind of want to play it on Switch. That sounds like a good option, and uh, we'll see how that goes. So, and how? So, has anyone played this before? Yes, Peter. Quite has. a bit. Does that have a good character creation system? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know expanded upon the PSU stuff, so it's uh, pretty diverse. But what I loved the most about it was the classes. They have these very different classes that they've never really had in any other ones, like a gun tecker, which is basically like a dual wielding machine gun slash matrix style movement thing. That's just, I mean, it it really just. It's a phenomenal game. I'm surprised it took so long for it to reach the States, but I'm really happy about it. Like, you're way overselling it for me. All I need is, uh, <laughs> can I make a cool-looking character, and, like, do you have capes? Those two things, I'm probably sold. Yeah, I don't know about capes, but <laughs> definitely a really cool character. You can I'm get, way more uh, superficial. You can get large mechanical strap-on boobs in the Japanese one, so... You know, there is that. Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if we're going to get that particular DLC. That's uh, something I didn't even know I wanted until you said it. I, I Because they're made of metal? That's, I don't know. I don't know much about them. I just know it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this is one but, thing Question that... of the week. <laughs> this is one thing that does a little bit bother me about uh, Microsoft. I, I tend to watch these E3 shows and I just go, give me a reason to buy your stuff. And Microsoft has done a really good job over the past couple of years of showing me things that I will buy on other platforms. And I just don't hmm. understand that marketing strategy at all. You don't have I, to. Sorry, I didn't no, mean I just, to interrupt. Like I, I go down with lists of the hardware and write down the games I want. And like when the switch announced fire emblem three houses i was like that's it i'm done i'm buying it and xbox like it's been years and i i haven't gotten to that point where i'm like okay i have to buy this now so i just hey i, I don't know, understand that idea i will say that right now it's only officially been announced for xbox one and windows 10 now maybe the fact that if <laughs> phil spencer himself leaked it for the other platforms that was kind of a mistake <laughs> <laughs> kind of undermining the whole strategy there but you know uh, it does seem like their goal was to get you to pre-order or buy one of those platforms so you'd be ready for PSO next year. I don't know. Dragon Ball Z Let's Kakarot. <laughs> Let's talk about that. There what is go. this? What is this Dragon Ball Z? This is the formerly known as Project Z. Now it's an action RPG telling Goku's story in Dragon Ball Z, I guess. And it looks like it's good. not. I don't know. It doesn't look as good as Fighters. <laughs> But... No, it looks it listen, the the route that they took with all of the 
you know, one-on-one fighting style games. I never really got into. I know there's a huge market well, for fighters people who fight is a unique like, one. It's not the same as yeah, the other ones. So I know, I know, but it's still at its core a fighting game. You're and not, I'm you're just not, a, not, you're not a fan of the Tenkaichi Budokai series, is what you're telling me. None, none okay. at all. But. I was one of the few people who loved Dragon Ball Z sagas, which not a whole lot of people really paid attention to. Wow, that's a controversial opinion. I know, I know. A lot of people didn't like it, but I loved it because it felt like you were playing in the Dragon Ball Z universe. I mean, there wasn't all of the things it needed, but it was there. And this feels like that amplified. It's like, hey, you can actually be the person that you want to be here and go through the story the way that you want to go through it kind of kind of and uh yeah i just i like it a lot more it feels less like a fighting i mean it looks less like a fighting game i haven't played it but um yeah it just i mean the video that you're playing right now it's just it makes me drool i just don't i i don't know that what of this is actually gameplay is the problem peter and I'm wondering, can yeah, it be like one of those games you too. don't think? But, <laughs> one of those games well, that you thought of I mean, was I mean, like I it actually it. is. Oh, oh, what, what, what? <laughs> Way to bury the lead, Pascal. What did you think about Dragon Ball Z? No, 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 no. I wanted to give the lead to somebody who actually knows Dragon Ball, though. It makes more sense. I mean, I played it, but I'm completely well, um, ignorant it. of the. Tell us about so, it. what did it feel like? Yeah. How does it work? <laughs> yeah, how does combat work? Because I just saw. I couldn't make sense of what was happening every time they were fighting. Yeah, that's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) See? I was right the whole time, Chris. There were just a whole bunch of life bars, and I was just like... Um, Or at least that's how it worked for me. Um, I mashed buttons. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I was flying. Um, I was trying to line up, like, shots and stuff. I don't (laughs) know. But um, so it is. Um, I, they were very clear to not call it open world. So I'm not sure what coin, what what term has been coined for this. Let's say Closed like world? limited world, uh, because you. <laughs> How about normal RPG? Freedom. <laughs> sure, I guess. So there's a large. Um, so there's a large open space somewhere. There's your story mission, which the only one that I saw was a an aerial one on one fight, or really one on two, because you have uh, I think Piccolo next next to you like on your side but um if you don't want to do that you can fly around and collect i don't know i, I won't know any of the terminology orbs you can go fishing you can go very you can go oh, do various things balls. or just enjoy like it's in the yeah, okay <laughs> oh no they well, are z orbs never mind what is this garbage oh, <laughs> <Not Dragon Ball>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> i was close you were right watching the twitch stream this looks kind of like night yeah. yeah, exactly what you're seeing on the Twitch Twitch stream right now is literally what I was doing in the, the uh, really demo. Low and then frame eventually, rate and all, huh? mm, no, I, I don't know. I think the I don't remember the frame rate being a problem. Okay, maybe it's part um, of the capture. Okay. And then I went to uh, eventually I went to the oh man I'm gonna forget who 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 the hell I fought what what his name was. Um, oh, everybody, you can go glad. fishing. We've <laughs> you can go fishing with your tail. Yeah. I what? said that. No, th- there's a lot of problems I have with what I just saw on the screen. This is not... <laughs> no. This. No. He you puts can't... on like a fake tail. <laughs> no, you can't put your tail back. You shake yeah. your ass at the fish. I, I would agree with that. That's uh, Putting this your tail back on is not canon. Please fix that. <laughs> 
but the no, way he fishes is cyborg canon, fishing so. tail. That that he just that, whooped that fish's ass. Yeah, that is how Goku <laughs> would fish. So that's that they got right. that right. Yeah. <laughs> but oh yes, gosh. it does look like a better version of DBZ sagas, and that's what I wanted. I don't want any more He's fighter with, games with Kamehamehas or whatever. Just none, none of that. <laughs> okay, so you they're, run around and you, you collect beats. things yeah, right. and you um, level up, Pascal. You probably didn't even get to that, so didn't get to it. Um, Did you I'm, fight? Raditz? I don't know if you would level up. I is that who it is? Sure. Yeah, it's, it's long I didn't brother. win. It's your brother, Raditz. I don't care. He's it, oh, it's yeah. it's like a radish because all their names are vegetable puns. It does. So that does sound familiar. Yeah, I think that's who I fought. Do you finish him off by I... Piccolo shooting you no, in the chest? I didn't finish it. Oh, okay. He's got really I long stopped. black hair. Is this him? Yeah, that's Raditz. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was the demo. Okay. I mean, on one hand, do we need to replay through this again? Yeah, that's on the other what... hand, it's an RPG, so I mean yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. That at this point, knowing Kakarot's origins is kind of like knowing Spider-Man's origins. Yeah. yeah. The answer is always yes. yes Don't take true. this from me. Don't I mean, take this. Why from isn't me. it? Why is it only part of the Dragon Ball Z saga? Like, get through the whole thing. Like, why are we cutting Wait, off? Because that's the part everybody is only, likes. Is it only part? Of the... I, I, it only goes up to the end of Z, I think. Probably... Does it go to the end of Z? Because that's okay. Oh, well, that makes oh, sense. Wow. But yeah. I think it only goes. I think it only goes. We've seen footage up to Frieza. Um, yeah, that might be the case, but they well, they uh, said specifically the is... they weren't doing super. So. What's the chat say? The chat is saying Goku's twerking at fish. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Moving wrong. on to the next story then. Hopefully, uh, that's a pretty, <laughs> pretty entertaining fishing game though. Ah. Uh... Yeah, I just want to know what the gameplay is. Well, you on just that. Yeah, I mean, I saw the numbers and you you shoot things with beams and then you get in a fight and you shoot that too. And you can probably can make your beams stronger. I don't yeah, know. it looked like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tales of Arise is coming next year. New title, new engine, new Tales game. Who's hyped? I, I cannot wait. Uh, okay, I'm, okay. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. All right, everyone's a hype. I'll need to buy it to sell it again in five years. <laughs> Perfect. I still haven't played Berseria, so I shouldn't really say I should be like, I should play that first, but think... nope, I'm looking at this one. You pull a sword out of some lady's chest, so, you know, can't go wrong with that, There you right? go. And then you break your mask so that you look like a cool anime dude, so... And then more anime happens because it's a Tales game. I'm just happy the main character isn't a kid. Oh, Does that not feel like they're taking vibes from Persona there a little bit? Uh, no? Honestly, I saw this and I was wondering if it was a sequel to the last couple Tales games. So, I don't know. If, if they, if they all feel I mean. the they same. Just, they feel, <laughs> yeah, they feel so recycled. I just can't do with the like, hey, the goddess is here and that's how you're going to fix the whole world. And uh, yeah, that's all we got mm. for... 13 generations of games. PS4, Xbox One, PC, and uh, that's all we know for now. 2020. Uh, and yeah, You didn't play this, did you, Pascal? That wasn't there. Uh, I don't remember it even being there. Good. I don't... Yeah, it probably wasn't. Yeah. All right. 
Final Fantasy VII got a remake date. Got a date for the remake. Ah. Uh, 3320, March tw- 3rd, 2020. Pascal, how's Final Fantasy VII remake? Man, I've been I've been everything about this remake. Yeah. Um, hyped, excited, worried, suspicious, and probably even more suspicious with the um the demo that they showed during the Square conference. Because mm-hmm. I felt like the I don't know the combat system. This there were so many things about it that looked unsavory to me. Maybe sure. Well, I don't know. I'm, but I'm well, but I'm that's, I'm a fan of the the turn based. So. Uh, so I was really worried about um, what it would feel like. You know, I, I, this it needs to feel like it looks great, looks pretty. It needs to feel right. Um, there is a, a little bit of an element of term, I, uh, maybe like, I don't know, quasi turn based. I don't mind the uh, the combat system from thirteen, and that is I've, that's predominantly what it felt like. I'm, I think that was my only reservation for it too, because I mean, when they showed the the you know trailer during their conference it there was like four time lapses that they had it seemed like they were fighting that scorpion for ages of yes. just like pinking away at one two and three damage yes. a piece. Uh, that so, was my that was yeah. my other concern what is you know why is it stretched out so long I, it, this does not look like an entertaining battle at all yeah so, i don't want to stand there and hold so how did it work for, out when you played it was it fun or bad right, so, that boss and the the stage leading up to him that was also the playable demo and it was uh, quite a bit shorter than the demo than the than the video made it seem okay. so that was good it wasn't as it, i think it was just stitched together from various things or or they purposely stretched it out for whatever reason okay um and it does feel like i it feels like a combat system that i think i can deal with it does not feel like final fantasy 15 that was like one of the things i was really worried about oh thank god um, like it really does kind of feel like Final Fantasy thirteen. Um, not quite turn based, not not nearly enough. But you, um, you, I, I you feel can, like in thirteen uh, you don't do anything except choose stances. So you definitely do things, but you uh, it's thirteen ish because of the um, uh, like the what is it the ATB segments, and you need them to do anything okay. other yeah. than your your basic attack, right? Thirteen kind of reminded me of like how Ogre Battle does stuff, where you choose your strategies and your and you know where your guys are going to perform based on their strategy. And to me, that combat in thirteen was its only real redeeming quality. Yeah, I. But I love the combat in thirteen because of how strategic it was. And it does have a little bit of that strategic element because you you switch back and forth between Barrett and um, Cloud uh, frequently, and the one you're not controlling just uh, the way I. I noticed it just keeps attacking with its basic attack, which slowly fills up his meter. But if you really want to fill up his meter, you have to like jump over to him and, and make him uh, like do like whatever, like strong attacks or whatever it is. I, I forget exactly. I thought your meter filled up from getting damaged. Um, I, I think that's the limit break meter that oh, fills up gotcha, from gotcha. that. Or or maybe maybe they both do and I wasn't that quite grasping it. Yeah. Um, so the combat feels better than my my latest like worry was after seeing the the press conference. Yeah, um, I was definitely concerned for that as well. Yeah, I feel I feel I feel somewhat better. Um, of course, I mean this you know so, so it's a boss battle. So the other, the thing that still kind of bothers me about it is it's so goddamn busy on screen. Like mm-hmm. it looks gorgeous, but 
you're going to miss half of it. And uh, the char- so the characters keep chatting with each other or rather yelling at each other uh, about various things during the battle. But again, you're not going to even hear half of it and you don't have time to read this. Um, this so you're the, saying the, it's the a masterpiece books. like Metal Gear Solid 4? Is that what you're saying? No, <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I really am not trying to make it sound horrible because I mean, I was afraid I was going to hate it and I don't. Yeah. Right. It was it was one of only two games I saw at E3 that did kind of, you know, give me a little bit of feels. Right. And even um, and that this, despite the fact that I was worried about the combat. So it feels better than I was afraid it would. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 a little bit more on board with it now than I was going into it. If, did if, the idle chatter, did the idle chatter feel like it was super recycled? You know how sometimes if they like do over idle, and over. Um, yeah. Not that I remember, but who knows how much of it was staged for the demo? Because it does end when you uh, finish when you when you beat the boss, and so it, that might have been all um, staged. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, I don't remember it being super repetitive or anything like that. Uh, I mean, some of it, in fact, was kind of the opposite. The, some of the chatter was like. Uh, for example, Baird yelling at Cloud, like, you know, what the weak point is or something right. like that. Stuff you actually want to hear, and it, wasn't, and it was sometimes almost impossible to catch it. Yeah, that was, like, uh, one of the things in games that do stuff like that is sometimes you'll get that, you know, guy yelling the weak point. And if you don't finish that segment fast enough, like, you'll hear that weak point statement, you know, three, <laughs> four, five times. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. Cloud, shoot at its tail. Cloud, don't forget about its tail. And it's like, yeah. just shut up. Okay, I, I got think, it. I, I didn't notice that. But that's just okay. another testament to the fact that the, the battle went by faster than I thought it would. Yeah, so if, as long as you did the things that you were supposed to do, it, it there wasn't really a room for it to continue to be recycled. But if you're watching the stream, you notice how it just constantly keeps cutting to little cinematics for yep. the the scorpion to like jump around the room. So like I said, it's like just so busy, you know, maybe too much. Hmm. I guess I, I, it's probably better watching it as a as a non-player party playing it yourself. You're gonna you're gonna miss you know I mean, half of it. I, I'm I'm kind of split on it, right? So I very much prefer the turn-based combat of the old game. But the nice thing about this action system and being able to actually have the boss move around the room is it makes it feel much more cinematic, right? So. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And that and that's kind of a cool yep. thing to add to that whole Final Fantasy VII feels like here. Now you get to see this as unveil as like a movie that you're playing. So I don't know. Eh, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm still looking forward to how the uh, the more like story centric sections of the game play out. Yeah, so I, I mean, imagine know, if you got to do this combat. this much work when you um you know shack up with Tifa on the island, you know. That's. Oh, God. <laughs> but I'm definitely. That, that's going to be a couple of games from now. Okay. They, right. they said that this one is. This first one is pretty much all of Midgar. Yeah. We yeah. know it's at least two games. And that's a, yep. I'm definitely curious how they uh, end up expanding mm. that story arc out. It, uh, I'll be honest. I think Midgar does take quite a while in the original game. So I don't know. Isn't that like yeah. the whole first disc? Yeah, four to um, yeah. Oh no, 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 it's a. No, not really all of the first disc, but oh, okay. about the first half of the first disc, because but the still, first it, disc... It, for it to be a standalone game release. All right, I have yeah, a question. That's... When do I get to go to the Golden Saucer? 
Um, probably not until the second game. Darn it. That's a, so like that's the thing that's like see that's the thing that worries me about the remake. Like the golden saucer. No, no, I mean the fact that there's like, that it's split up. Well, it's, delay. Like, well, it's not even like well they're splitting it up and like even they don't know how many parts it's going to be. Yeah, <laughs> they at least don't want to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. I think they're. You know what? I think it'll actually. Dep- it might actually depend on how well the first part does. Maybe they'll decide. All yeah. right, we're just going to do one more, or oh, you know what? We're going to stretch this out and do like seven parts. <laughs> I've said this before, but That's I think it'll be gamble. three parts, and I, I think it makes sense to be three parts uh, sure. thematically. Yeah. The first one, Midgar. You're in the Mako city. It's all, you know, a technocratic dystopia. Shinra, dark, dreary, green light, all that. Second one, you're out in the actual world, and you just play through to the uh, till the meteor is overhead, and then to, the third part. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that I'm going to say the reunion. That yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then the third one, you have meteor overhead. They can mess with the lighting. You know, yeah. all, the, all the towns and people are different because they're freaking out about meteor. Yeah. And I think that's fine. I think each game will be uh, and visually and really thematically expand different. The end and, game actually, if they do that. They yeah. These, yeah. Okay. Like that's what popped into my head when they were talking about it being episodic, and I was like, okay, if they do it like that, and each one is sixty-ish hours, so you it'll know, be like decent, Star Wars, and the best beat. the best one will be the middle. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that's because that'll have your golden saucer. It'll have your snowboarding game. You know, that's and that's really all you need. So, I what mean, that's me exactly. So, so, sorry, that's exactly how Final Fantasy thirteen was. It's yeah. essentially three parts of one story. Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> sorry, go on. It's no, just weird th- that uh, like there's a lot of characters in the game uh, that you're not going to see until at least the second episode, and that just seems really goofy from a story and character development pacing. Like, you're not going to see Sid, Vincent, Yuffie. Uh, Red 13? You might see Red 13 at the end of the first episode, but... Well, yeah, that trailer showed them going around the Shinra facility, so unless they change where you find him, um, he's at least going to be in this first game. Oh, he would be. Yeah. but I didn't remember. Then you'll play him for, like, the last few hours of the first episode? That's... I don't know. It's kind of weird to me, but... See, I'm curious if Fred's going to be in it at all, because... For the movies and the spinoff, Squeenix said that they hated working with him because they hated animated his hated animating his fur. Oh well, well, deal with it. I don't know. Like, well, yeah, and you shouldn't make a cat dog well. character. Yeah. What can I say? Turn him into a lizard. I don't know. No, he's got to be I, in the can game. Can you imagine if you're asking for an uprising? <laughs> yeah, I would. I would yeah. riot if they changed him. <laughs> No, they, they shouldn't change him. Uh, <laughs> they give him a buzz cut. He's still a cat, but they shave him. So he's a sphinx. Yeah. He, he's like one of those, uh, we just didn't want to deal with the fur, that's all. So we give him a haircut. <laughs> Guys, you don't realize how much development time this saved us. I mean... Why are you called Red 13? Uh, if my hair grew out, you'd understand. <laughs> I, I got a rash. I got a rash. <laughs> I fell into a bottle of Nair. So anyway, um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, so that's Final Fantasy VII Remake. You can go watch lots of trailers on the site. Elden Ring was announced um, 
all we know about this is uh, George R. R. Martin and uh, Hidetake Miyazaki, the Dark Souls dude, are getting together. This was leaked well ahead of E3, apparently. So, yeah. They're making a game. Or they're making a world together, and then Miyazaki's making a game. So, that's a thing for you Dark Souls folks. Um, all right. Trails of Cold Steel got a release date for September 24th on PS4 and a European release on September 27th. You didn't play that, did you, Pascal? Yeah, did. You did play it. Um, is there anything you yeah. can say about it that's not a spoiler? Um, <laughs> nothing. And, and also, it no, It just no. feels like the other game. Right? I, I, so there's not much I don't to know. Add, this, I bet. They didn't give me any spoilers. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like the other games, and it's it's nothing. Um, I don't think I saw anything that wasn't already previously like released in news coverage. Like any tweaks to the battle system, I think have already been announced. Okay, That's at fine. least as far as I'm aware. <laughs> Limited Run Games announced a bunch of stuff um, at their E3 presentation. So let's see some RPGs. They said Chemco's uh, Revenant Dogma and Arc System Works's Damascus Gear Operation Tokyo and. Operation Osaka will be coming to physical Vita releases later in 2019. Probably some of, if not the last Vita games to be released physically. Uh, Limited Runs also announced uh, three other physical RPGs. Come to PS4 and Switch. Transistor from Supergiant Games. Rogue Legacy from Cellar Door Games. And um, Dark Devotion from the Arcade Crew and Hibernian Workshop. So those will be out. uh, Let's see. Transistor and Rogue Legacy will be out on July 19th. Um, are available on July 19th because you got to order on their site, right? It's a limited run. And uh, Dark Devotion, quarter four, 2019. And then finally, they've partnered with Deep Silver and EaseNet to be the exclusive distributor of Shenmue 3's Collector's Edition in North America. So that'll get you a game, some patches, stickers, a double-sided mirror. And by mirror, it's like a stone mirror, so don't expect to be doing your... Um, makeup in it and uh a desk lamp yes a desk lamp uh four thousand copies limited on the ps4 one thousand on the pc released on november 19th uh, deep silver will be putting out a standard physical edition that won't be limited like this so there you go that's the limited run stuff chris tales it's a game about me no not really uh crystals it looks like crystales or crystalis or crystals if you uh look at it sideways um publisher modus games announced it it's a new title from independent developers dreams incorporated and sick s-y-c-k that's how you spell that it's a love letter to classic jrpgs we didn't see much other than like a trailer uh you didn't play this did you oh did you Okay. Not playable, but um, it was in a little presentation, uh, like a gameplay presentation, I should say. So what did they show, gameplay-wise? Um, so the the mechanic of the... So I, I would actually say it's maybe kind of a, a cross between like a, an adventure and an RPG. Yeah. Because uh, it does have some puzzle elements. Um, but the, the main mechanic is time travel. So um, Chris or Chris Bell... Which is the the protagonist? She has I forget how she gets it, but she has the ability to see past, present, and future. So when that um, which means this the screen is split into three sections. Um, so on the left it'll be past in the middle where she is, and it moves with with her. So she's always in what the present is, and on the right it's the future. So as you're going through town, you'll see. Uh, people and buildings in different states, and I don't remember exactly like what the 
the time interval is. I want to say it's maybe 30 years in the past and 30 years in the future, but I'm not 100% sure. But you will see, for example, like um, uh, an, an old man in the present and in the uh, in, in the future, he's just gone because he's you know passed on. Or somebody may be a little child uh, in the in the past side of the screen who's now an adult. So it shows people in different um, it shows everything in different uh, times of their life. So you can do things like one of the, the puzzles was um, you, you'll notice that a building has decayed in the future. And the reason is because uh, something in its in its structure is rotting away. So you can uh, go through a puzzle that helps you like save the building now in the present by um, by getting rid of the rot, which saves it in the future. And for example, it could be like the pharmacy or the orphanage or something like that. It's like something that you want to have stick around. So mostly that kind of stuff is like narrative, you know, narrative um, things that we want to, I don't know, do good for the town because Chris Bell, I think she's the, I want to say she's like the princess of the town or something like that. But then you also go on a quest and there's, um, turn-based combat which also takes takes advantage of the the time travel medium i guess if you want to call it that where so there was one boss where we that we um watched them play um which is like a uh i don't know like a like a fire boss i guess i think they're called like the volcano system i don't have my notes in front of me the volcano twins or something like that and they have a shield, a metal shield that basically blocks like any of your attacks. So the way you can use your magic and your um, your time jumps is by uh, blasting the shield with a um, a water spell, and then casting your um, your your time crystal to make the shield age thirty years, which basically means it gets cracked from rusting, and then you can destroy it and actually attack the boss. Okay. So they found different ways to implement the time mechanic into combat and uh, narrative. So outside of that, it is you know kind of like a, a puzzle based um, JRPG as well. So and it's got like some know. Super uh, Mario RPG good. mechanics where like you have to press the button when you land the attack and when they hit you to like dodge or do criticals. That mm, we might have had that. I don't recall. Oh, right I know now. it has it because I'm playing the demo right now. I just downloaded it off mm-hmm. your site. So. <laughs> And the um, the developers are Colombian, and they um, they based the uh, like the the architecture and the buildings and stuff in towns on like actual locations in Colombia, and it looks I think it looks real pretty. Uh, I'm kind of kind of excited for it. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, sorry, I got distracted <laughs> with the demo here. Again. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so you can download a demo right now on Steam and and play through it. So maybe I'll do more of that. Maybe I'll do more of that later. Um, right now I need to. Oh, cool. What does that? I need to get out of this so I can get back to the podcast. Uh, how do I quit demo? <laughs> I've made mistakes. Oh, Alt F4 works. Good. <laughs> so you can try that out on Steam right now. And uh, next we have. Oh, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Did you get to play that at all, Pascal? Did they have that playable? No. Okay. No, no. Uh, we already talked about it. It's coming uh, later this year on Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Last Remnant is out on Switch right now. They announced this at the press conference, and it's like, you can get it now! It's 20 bucks. Uh, Wheels was very happy on our site. Um, it, was, it was the night of Wheels. 
the mana collection, was, uh, Last Remnant, and the Saga Frontier or Saga, whatever it is, too. Yeah. All right, so you could go try out Last Remnant. Anyone a Last Remnant fan on the cast? I never played it. I, I haven't played it, but I've I haven't played it, but I have a friend who'll go to bat for it. All right, I, I played about half of it. Um, I wasn't too big a fan of like the fact that combat is um, I don't know what to I don't know what what name they use for it. It's you control squads instead of individual characters. And they have to run around the map at other squads. The enemies are also always grouped together in squads. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Didn't love it. Well, you can try it out on the Switch if you want to get into it. Uh, we got a release date for a game called Okinaki, which I don't know anything about. Um, it's a Tokyo uh, RPG. Oninaki. 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 Okay, excuse me. So this is from the uh, Lost Sphere slash um, uh, Depressing Piano uh, in the Satsuna. Snow. Yeah, Satsuna. Yeah, right. Yes. Depressing piano in the snow is what I like to call I am Satsuna. But all right. But this so, time it's more of a um, like action RPG. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, it looks like it has color in this one. That's nice. And uh, yeah, August twenty second, twenty nineteen. It'll be uh, when the bar is set so low. <laughs> <laughs> the game will be digitally uh, for PC via Steam, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. And they have a trailer. And did you get to play it? No, um, I just want to say I feel like you got like really put off by Setsuna. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Lost Sphere, I yeah. think, was an improvement over that already. I'm like, I, for Anna I quite to play enjoyed it. Lost Sphere. I'm waiting for Anna to play Lost Sphere and let me know if it's good. I just don't want Tokyo RPG Factory to get such a bad rap when you say, "Well, this one has color, so that's great." Yeah, well, they have a bad rep with me. What do you want? <laughs> they they have a bad rep with plenty people. <laughs> okay. Uh, Oninaki. So go check that out in August. Uh, R- Romancing Saga Three is out now on the uh, out now on the Switch, right? Or did, no, it's coming. No, I forgot how this one worked. That um, one's coming. All right. So Romancing Saga Three and Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions is coming to North America and Europe. Romancing Saga Three will be out on PC, PS4, PS- PlayStation Vita, another Vita game, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, Ooh. iOS, and Android. Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions will be on PC, PS4, Switch, iOS, and Android. No Vita. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And no Xbox One either on Scarlet Grace Ambitions. No release dates for either game. That's too bad. And there you go. So, Whew. so uh, Scarlet Grace Ambitions, if you're wondering, is a enhanced version of Sar- uh, Scarlet Grace. Saga Scarlet Grace. So that's a 2016 Japanese-only game. So if you're a uh, Romancing Saga fan, you're excited about all that. All right, Pascal, was Code Vein playable again this year, and did you try it? Yes, yes. I remember last year being very disappointed with it. How did it play this year? Yeah, me too. Uh, same. Oh, ouch. Okay, I was hoping it'd be a lot better. It was. <laughs> it was the same. Um, the same level for the demo, but the um, the enemies have been. Um, tweaked, or I think maybe a few of them have been changed completely, and a different boss at the end of it. Did you randomly but, um, fall off ledges and get stuck in cliffs yep. and stuff like I did? Oh, no. Oh, well, I didn't get stuck. Uh, like You mean like because of graphical glitches? Yeah. No, no, no. I had um, graphical glitches, and it was very easy to fall uh, off. So, last yeah, year, you that's, get, you that actually, was last year, so I was yeah. hoping that a little better this year. 
still the same, but you, that's because um, there's an enemy right. or two that actually have moves that mean to push you off sure. the cliff. Okay. Well, as long as I it didn't happened fall off, intentionally, just... that's a little better than what I went through. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it played the same. You still have your companion or whatever it's called in this game. Um, Harry and I both played it this year, and we we chatted about it afterwards. And my my first take on it was, man, it's so hard. And he said, really? I thought it was pretty easy, actually, because <laughs> he says you could just... He just let like uh when when he was getting in trouble with like the boss for example he said he just uh, started dodging and let the companion take over, um and I mean I I did that too and I had a much harder time so and and I play all the the Souls games so it's not like it's just different I ha- I didn't have just a hard time because I don't ah, know but are this you kind good of game. at the Souls games? I mean good enough to get through them I don't know oh, right. so I I feel like this I had a very difficult time with this. And that's two years in a row where I've said the same thing. Sure. It's not grabbing the art style does not really grab me on this. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like it's appealing, and I won't be really like clamoring for it when it comes out. All right. So September twenty seventh, twenty nineteen, you'll be able to judge for yourself on PC, PS four, and Xbox One, and you can go check out the new trailer. Okay. It's um. Yeah. I don't know if it's. I don't know what to blame this on, but it's very insistent on using its own like lingo. So um, they gave me like a fold out sheet with controls before I sat to play it, like front and back multiple panels uh, with, with all of the, the vocabulary. So, and I, and I kept trying to, um, to ask the guy, so, so what is that? Is that like souls? What does that word mean? Or what? Um, and they're very insistent on sticking to their specific lingo, and it just to me, it just feels maybe it's just because it's a you know a, a short game, gameplay demo on the show floor. It feels needlessly um, com- convoluted with like the world building. Okay. Eh, I don't know. I'm, I the, negativity is seeping in a little bit i think sure i'm wondering if it's the same as the network test they had uh, a little while ago uh i forgot they did that because uh. yeah, i played it there and yeah they basically souls but we have to rename and complicate everything because it's not supposed to be souls don't look too close yeah did it seem complicated um not super complicated but like you start out and they give you a whole bunch of tutorials and they are just throwing these names and systems at you and it's like you know if you just let me play and introduce these more organically instead of just front loading everything it might not yeah might stick with me better but so i kept like so you have this blood pact and you can do another so i so then i had to stop Wait, wait a minute do you mean character class? Is that what a blood pact is? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But then you can pack. learn some skills. Why don't like, you use the words different... we have for that thing? Well, we wanted to make can you, it sound Can you just fancy. call it what it is? <laughs> different yeah. not classes have different scaling. Well, what does the scaling do? It doesn't seem to affect how you level up, but maybe it just changes oh, what gear you can use. I don't know. I, 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 think, I played so, it for a few hours. It still couldn't make sense of it. <laughs> a few hours. I think when my brain is already frustrated before I pick up the controller, I have, I just I will have organically less of a good time with the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fine gameplay, but, you know, probably could streamline it. All right. Well, 
Uh, let's see. Next up, we had the... Let's see, we already covered this. The Trials of Mana announcement and the Collection of Mana. Um, that's Collection of Mana is out now. Trials of Mana is announced to be coming... Uh, do we have a date on that? Let's see. Early 2020 is when the remake will be out. Um, the collection is 40 bucks, which is pretty expensive, I think, but okay. Um, you do get three games in the collection. Um, the Game Boy Final Fantasy Adventure the SNES Secret of Mana, and the new never-released-in-the-West-before uh, Trials of Mana, which is the new name for Seiken Densetsu 3. So if you've ever pirated that game, you kind of have a duty to buy this collection now. And uh, <laughs> But uh, unfortunately, they don't have... But not the, not the remake of Secret? Huh? No, it's not no, the remake. No, it's, it's the, the originals. Original. Yeah, it's the originals of all three. So like... Yeah, I don't know. Forty bucks is a lot for like a SNES ROM, but okay, that's well, what Square. The, the wants. remake wasn't super well received, I don't think. Yeah, so you don't get the remake, so that's good, right? Yeah, no, these are these are the originals. Yeah, so um, the remake of three is what we're hoping will be good, but we'll find out. Um, yeah, who's who, anyone picked this up already? Yeah, I was actually yeah. kind of annoyed I because Peter I picked did. it up on. <laughs> I I bought it and then found out later they were doing a physical version. I was oh, like, goodness. well, I would have just waited had why? I known. Why? Why? <laughs> why do you need the physical version of some ROMs and an emulator? Because <sighs> cartridges are cool. Because okay. it looks pretty on yeah. the shelf. Yeah, yeah. They, they, and the Switch ones taste so good. Because if Squeenix ever decides that. to delist it, then I'm safe. Yeah, yeah that too. Because that The Witcher Three is coming to Switch. You can buy that in a physical version if you want. Um, the Witcher Three <laughs> Wild Hunt. It'll be out. Uh, let's see later this year as the Witcher Three Wild Hunt Complete Edition, which includes the Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine expansions, as well as the sixteen pieces of free DLC released on other platforms. You get in the physical edition. The Witcher Universe Compendium, so I assume that's a book with some lore in it, uh, a game map, and stickers. The port is being handled by Saber Interactive in cooperation with CD Projekt Red. And uh, you can watch, I think there's like footage of like how it looks on the, on the Switch, and you can say, yep, that is on the Switch and it's running, but man, why would I play it here when it looks so much nicer on PC? But if uh, you really want to play on the Switch... Now you have your wish. So, five hundred and forty p. Five forty p. You just um, repeated my gaming mantra. What? Why play it here when it's so much better on the PC? Yeah, I know. Oh right? boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. Good job getting it all in a cartridge, but here's another game that you yeah. can do that with. Dragon Quest Eleven S gets a September release date. So if you want the Switch version of Dragon Quest XI, it's September 27th of 2019, part of that week of RPGs that we've got going on this year. And uh, yeah, it will add new character-specific stories, an increased battle speed option, fully orchestrated field and battle music, and the ability to switch between HD uh-huh. and 16-bit visuals. Yes, actually, this kind of makes this the better version of the game. But Yeah, the, the, the visual switch. A little bit salty here. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little salty. Well, I want all the orchestrated music. I want that to be yeah, yep. out on the PS4 version, but oh well. I kind of feel like I shouldn't have bought the PS4 version if they weren't gonna. Well, you got like gonna a give me a year music. ahead of time, you know. So. Yeah, that was kind of uh, a rip. 
So those features are not being applied to the to the previous versions uh, they have to other consoles? They have not confirmed that in any way. And um, I think they're not going to confirm that probably for some number of months in order to get you to buy it on the Switch again. <laughs> so I bet yeah. you will come eventually as some sort of DLC add-on, but I think right now they want you to buy the Switch version because they're Square Enix and they want all your money. These are people who are charging 40 bucks for three for a couple SNES ROMs and a Game Boy ROM, all right? So... <sighs> but they're going to get all my money so anyways. Yeah, they, they got so. all Peters, so it's his fault. You blame him. <laughs> Cadence of Hyrule is out now. Uh, I guess we already talked about pe- people playing it, so it came out on June 13th. Uh, next was the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics. Now that's... Actually, that's not even the full name of the game. Let me give you the full name of the game. Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics. <laughs> it's developed by Bonus XP, the people who are making that Stranger Things game, um, and released or published by Unmass Entertainment. It is a game based on the upcoming Netflix series The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, which itself is a 100 years in the past prequel to the Dark Crystal movie. Uh, game's coming out sometime later in 2019, a little bit after the series comes out, and it'll have up to... or see, It will include 80 campaign battles taking place across the world of Thra. Combat is turn-based. Players are able to recruit allies, assign them combat roles, and upgrade their equipment. And it'll be coming to PC, Mac, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, the Treehouse... I feel like if a game's title... Oh, yeah. No, sorry. no, go ahead. I feel like if a game's title has a colon and a dash in it, you need to workshop it a little. Yeah, more. maybe, maybe a little <laughs> bit, and then and then an author's name that's in italics beforehand. Like, <laughs> oh, you've really, that's another step. Yeah, yeah, you've really pushed it to the extreme. Um, it's like the Lord of the Rings, the Battle for Middle Earth Two, um, Return of the Witch King, <laughs> which was like one of the oh, longest cool. game titles ever. <laughs> All right, so uh, what else I got on this? Um, yeah, go check it out. It looks cool. It looks like they're going for, if you like tactics, you might like this, but uh, we'll see. Um, and with that said, I can go back and say, hey, Fire Emblem Three Houses got some news. There's a time skip in the game. So it sounds like you do the first part of the game doing, like, educating your students, and then there's a time skip, and then there's a war. And those things that you taught to your students will now matter because, you know, what you did in the past is what you have to work with in the future. So that's kind of a cool twist on things. And for people who didn't want to be a school teacher the whole game, it looks like you don't need to be. But it's also not clear how you will um, go forward at that point. So uh, I feel like that was an overreaction. What? Um, Having... People thinking that you would be a teacher the entire time. I don't I, know. I, I was hoping I'd be a teacher the whole time. I had no problem with it. <laughs> I they, do enough of that in real life. They, they uh, might, there might be, there might have been lingering resentment because of Valkyria Chronicles too. Uh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Hmm. Well, that's where Trails of Cold Steel is going. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Let's see. Uh, the new trailer and screenshots for the last entry. No, that's it. All right, so go check out the trailer on our site. And, uh, oh, then there was more. There was big gameplay footage from the Treehouse stream, so you can go go check that out, too. Uh, lots of good stuff on the Treehouse this year. They just so much footage, and then GameSpot has a stream with lots of footage. Of game. Lots of good E3 footage you can watch. 
It's like you didn't even need to go to the show. Ooh. Sorry, Pascal. Um, I do say, uh, Chris, sorry to interrupt. I got to run. I have oh, to meet okay. someone. She's actually buying some games at two. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, get this, rid of those this games. This a little longer than I expected. Yeah, well, it's right, You guys have a good one. See ya. <laughs> Uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, that's still happening. They showed that off in the Treehouse a bunch. Um, and they're putting out a crazy, like, limited edition. So, it's a special Dreamer edition coming out in North America. It includes the Dream Art Book featuring concept art from the remake. Um, let's see. So, I think we I just thought get that, that crazy edition... Yeah, yeah, I thought that crazy edition was only Europe. In Europe, you get a limited edition that includes a 120-page art book and a Game Boy Design steelbook. So, I don't ah, know steel. what... So, maybe the Europe one is better than ours. It looks like the Europe one's better. You get, like, a cool hardcover-looking art book in, in Europe. And ours, we just get a smaller dream art book. So, oh, well. Yeah, that's disappointing. That is disappointing. But if you're in Europe, once again, Nintendo proves they love you better. So Anybody from Europe want to help me out? <laughs> <laughs> it's looking nice. Even the box for that... that um, limited edition looks amazing look at that artwork on that box oh it's been a while since i wanted a collector's edition this is on that list of collector's editions i don't think i'd mind getting and then throwing on my basement mm. anna's telling me how to hook get hooked up with someone in amsterdam to maybe pick it up for me so all right <laughs> so harry actually played this oh he played it all right cool so we got a yeah impression i was watching soon? he played it uh, what did you notice while he was watching? Does it look like playing a Zelda game? Um, well, so while he was playing, I was talking to uh, the the Nintendo guys, um, and they actually brought in like one of the the like their writers to help answer some questions. There's a mechanic in the um, the game where I uh, I think he said after um, by beating dungeons you get I forget the name of it you get pieces of like bonus dungeons and these. So these are the way I understand, like tiles, and you put yeah. them together, and this then is they for their make, dungeon building uh, thing that you can share with other people. Yeah, and, which so, I am all in for. So that's cool. Yeah, and and it seems we, like you can play those those dungeons either build them yourself or build them and share or play ones that were shared with you, and you get like other items that you actually help you in your main game, right? Yeah, well, I didn't understand that you can actually build them, like, as in design them yourself. Well, you put them, um, you, plunk, I, you plunk each piece down on a map, it looks like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's what I mean. And then you can go in to actually explore them. Yeah, so it's kind of like their way of backdooring in a Zelda maker. <laughs> yeah. In a way. <laughs> Not so, quite as depth. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So Link's Awakening yeah. is one of the only ones I've never played, so I'm I'm in regardless. It looks awesome. And you know, maybe they'll uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker it, and if that proves to be popular, they'll actually make it into its own spinoff. That could be cool. Like, which would um, be neat. I, I'm more interested to know how I can be, if, you know, if I do this, if I steal, do I get called Thief for the rest of the game? Oh, I'm sure <laughs> you do. Yeah. Pascal, was it you who said you never played Link's Awakening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're in for a real treat. It's... <laughs> by far the most charming and whimsical of the games that I've played so far. Yeah. Watching to it, watching the treehouse and actually hearing Marin's like singing with an actual voice kind of brought tears to my eyes. 
Yeah, this is uh, yeah. This, yeah, this game has like the uh, all the feels sort of ending. So we'll see how yeah how it goes this time around. Oh, you can get a Yoshi doll. Nice. All right, cool. Lots of cool. Yeah, that's part of the trading sequence. Nice. Uh, yeah, I don't think they said that they're changing anything as far as like the story or uh, what's in the game. Yeah, I mean it. It was, you know, when they announced the look of it, I was I couldn't have picked a better option for the art style because it just complements that whimsical feel so much. I'm really looking forward to it. Are you getting the amiibo? I am. Yeah. Well, what's the amiibo so look cute. like now? I don't have a picture of that one. Just his adorable little face with his adorable little nose. Oh, so it's just a little link. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, it's not anything like over the top. Oh, here's what it's, we get. It's cute. Here's our dreamer edition of the game. We get like, uh, there's a little art book at least. It's unclear how big it is. I wish that they would do one in addition that bundled with the amiibo. Uh, yeah, that's a, uh, I don't know why they're not doing that. And I think all of the Link Amiibos will work with the um, with that Dungeon Builder thing, and the Link's Awakening Amiibo um, brings in Shadow Link and the Dungeon Builder. Mm. And Shadow Link is supposedly really hard. There, I linked it in the Skype chat. What, the Amiibo? Yeah. Okay, here we go. I've got it. I found it on Best Buy. So there you go. Amiibo Link. Looking to be possibly Japanese only? No? No, I guess no, it's coming it's out. No, it's single. Okay. Cool. Yeah, they just have the uh, hiragana on the box art now so that they can just release them worldwide. That makes sense. Uh, we did uh, learn that Breath of the Wild is getting a sequel. I guess we covered that in the feedback section. Yeah. Um, that's all we know is there's a sequel. They have a tiny little trailer showing off that, hey, they go underwater and find an old Ganon and, I don't know, things happen. <laughs> um... Oh. That's crazy. I I can't help but wonder how they're going to sequelize that game. Well, when Breath of the Wild came out, I <laughs> didn't know how they'd ever go past that because it really was a pinnacle for Zelda. I mean, I don't know how you get better than Breath of the Wild, so a sequel made the most sense to me. Yeah, the way you get be- you, you get past it is to just drive it into the ground and make people sick of this version of Zelda and <laughs> want a new style. <laughs> I want a combination. Yeah, make, them, make, them, make them sick of it so that they just want the old one back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it means I have to go finish it now. Yeah. I got I, some I... really nasty... Um... Uh, Twilight Princess vibes, though, from the trailer, and I'm mm. hoping that some of that gets tied in. Me too. All right. So let's see. Paradox Interactive and Romero Games are teaming up to make an upcoming strategy title, Empire of Sin. That was announced. Um, I don't know how this is working. You, you're, you, it's like a tactical XCOMI criminal empire mobster game. Is that what's going on? Or no. I shouldn't have said XCOM, sorry. In order to rise to the top, players will have to make alliances with rival gangs and cops alike, defend and expand territory, and search for different ways to take over the city. With randomized faction placements, no two games will be the same. Okay, I guess this is an RPG. I don't know how it's going to work. It, it does look XCOM-y to me, but whatever. We'll find out. Um, 
Moving on. NIS America announced Disgaea 4 Complete Plus. I don't... Why is it complete Everybody plus? Everybody puts plus on everything. Why is there a plus? Okay. So it's the uh, it's a new version of Disgaea 4, A Promise Unforgotten. It includes all the additional character, story, content, and DLC release for the game, alongside new, currently unspecified functionality. I guess it's a complete plus because there is already a remastered edition for Vita that had a bunch of stuff all together included, right? So... Yeah. Yeah. So they had a PS3 version in 2011, the Vita version in 2014. That's the one I played. Now, Disgaea 4 Complete Plus will be out in fall 2019, digital and physical, a standard edition for 50 bucks called A Promise of Sardines version, and then the, uh, ex- uh, the uh, what, collector's edition, I guess, is the HL, Rising ed- HL Raising Edition for 65 bucks, and that includes uh, a hard book, or a hardcover art book, and a soundtrack CD. The standard edition actually comes with a motivational bookmark, a Velvetor's campaign double-sided poster, and a reversible cover that says Sardines with Velvetor's' name. Sardines are a big joke in Disgaea 4, so you can go, uh, uh-huh. yeah, you can get into that. Mm-hmm. All right, so Disgaea 4 Complete Plus. Whew. Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch is getting a remaster. Uh, we alluded to this earlier. It's coming out in September. It's coming for... Uh, let's see. PS, PS4 and PC. Yeah, PS4 and PC yeah. are going to get the official titled Remastered Edition with enhanced visuals, while the Switch will receive a port of the original game. So the PS4 version will run at 1080p, 60 frames a second, and PS4 Pro can choose 4K 30 or 1440p at 60. And the Nintendo Switch version will run at 720p at 30 in both TV and handheld mode. Um... I don't know if they're adding anything beyond just some t- the graphical touch-ups, but uh, more ways to play the no, original Nino Kuni, which, in my opinion, is the better Nino Kuni. So yeah, that was on the floor, and I asked about it, and they said it was really just the gra- the um, yeah the the upraised visuals. Okay, there you go. Uh, and then you get into the Wrath of the White Witch content, and uh, you just get through that as fast as you can, so you could get to the end. So, <laughs> um, Damon X Machina. Is coming in September. That is the, uh, it's a mech title that Marvelous is developing for the Nintendo Switch. September 13, 2019, when it comes out, and you uh, play mech pilots uh, defending the planet from corrupted AI controlled robots. And you can check out their uh, uh, treehouse streams, and apparently someone's, someone said earlier they're trying to make this an esports game. Yeah, it was me. Uh, okay. They talked about it in one of the trailers where they said that their goal is to make it a competitive environment somehow. Okay. Well, there you go. And uh, Hori is making a new controller tie-in that uh, we can all benefit from because it looks like a nice Switch controller option. So there you go. Uh, and then Final Fantasy XIV, last story. Woo! Final Fantasy XIV is getting a shadow... Uh, had their latest letter from the producer yesterday. And we've got a full write-up of the letter, and you can check it out on the site. I won't um, annoy you with it all right now, other than they showed off some of the trust system stuff. They showed up um, a new universal uh, fishing bait, and uh, if that makes you excited, you are probably a Final Fantasy XIV gatherer crafter. Yeah, so. <laughs> that actually does make me excited. I, I must have skipped that part because I was reading about the trust. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, it's only for the old happen. region, but it was it, it's like when they're trying they're trying to fix uh 
some crap in the older parts of the game, so a universal fishing bait for the original released areas. Uh, you still have to actually work in the newer areas. Um, my saddlebags, that is all that's in my truck above saddlebags is bait. Wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so wait, are you playing a Mikote who likes to fish? Yes. Right, you're, so you're playing a cat who likes fishing. Okay. Thematically, yeah, no. thematically appropriate. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, and that's it for news. Pascal, uh, what did you get to see or do at E3 that you didn't get a chance to talk about that maybe you want to bring up? Um, oh, so much. You're so tired. <laughs> I can hear it. No, it's just the, trying to like get it all into your brain all at once. Um, there was a there was an RPG that I wrote an impression about already. It's on the site. Um, I rate as Lord of the Dead. I think would be very worth checking out. It's got a very um, darkest dungeons like aesthetic, but I feel like even much better. Like I wanted to just keep looking at like the character models. And the uh, the backgrounds, and every time they try to go on with the gameplay, I say, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! I haven't finished looking yet." <laughs> um, and it's uh, it's you actually um, you're the bad guy, you're the Somebody's Lord of the Dead, and you, just you screamed in the background. <laughs> that was mine. Okay. <laughs> she so, wants to chime in on this. So um, how does this so work? You, you put together an army. You've 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 been entombed for centuries for, for being the big bad. Now you've been foolishly released and you put together uh, an army of undead various, like I think, the, I think 16 is the number of uh, types of creatures you can build and you build them from like body parts and blood and all kinds of nasty things. Um, and then you make your way out of your dungeon. You have to climb up through the various levels of the dungeon to try to reach the surface and, you know, take over the world again. Well, I'll, the game is just about escaping, though, not about the... It's assumed that when you reach the surface, your dominion begins. Sure. But it looks it looks great, and it's super tactical and intricate as far as the combat goes. Like, I could see just, like, spending um, hours while playing just looking at the, the tool tips and deciding who, who to place where and how to... Uh, structure and attack against a group of enemies um it's a lot to explain probably best to maybe look at a video if one is available uh the impression is up but that one really stuck out to me as something uh, worthwhile and some of the other ones I already talked about cyberpunk outer worlds those were obviously final fantasy those were definitely some of the big hitters and it looks very much like your party on one side, monster enemy party on the other side. Well, I guess you're the monsters, but yep. either way. Um, adventure party on the other side then, and very brutal attacks, I assume. So you have to be very diligent in what you choose so you don't get slaughtered. Yeah, I just, I just love the way it looks, but the tactics, once once I give the uh, the developers a chance to like explain, um, the tactics are like <laughs> just super detailed. Hmm. So there's so, a lot to a lot to learn, a lot to play with. Would you say storyline wise, it's kind of like uh, Dungeon Keeper, with that whole "you're the villain" aesthetic? Well, it is "you're the villain," and I don't know. You're gonna have to t- you're gonna have to t- tell me more about Dungeon Keeper's story. I don't know. I didn't get that there was much story in this, um, wow. other than you're the villain and you want to escape. Because the way you're person- talking. 
sounded like a mix of like Dungeon Keeper and Darkest Dungeon, and that is a mix that I didn't know I wanted until I heard it. Is uh yeah, is, the, is the writing well, comedic? Well, the Darkest Dungeon for sure. Is the writing comedic in this one or no? I mean, I didn't I didn't get the sense of comedic, but I now that I think about it, I don't really remember seeing anything writing wise no or even narrative okay. wise all that much. Right. Um other than maybe like incidental things that they might that the that the characters might say while they're just kind of like standing around, I don't yeah, I don't remember anything narrative wise. All right. So go check out that impression now. Anything else, Pasco? Hmm. Did you play Judgment? Yeah, I did. That impression is up too. It was good. It was, yeah, it was Yakuza. Uh, okay. <laughs> so <that's... laughs> it feels like, um, I don't know, like to me, Yakuza is, 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 is always a little too concerned with trying to sidetrack you. And um, I asked about, you know, uh, what, what, what like side activities are available. And obviously some of them still are. You still can go to Club Sega to play arcade. You can still play Mahjong. Um, there's even a couple of new side activities there's a um like a board game type mini game called uh, I think Cuban Dice is what they called it, where um, Camarocho is uh, turned into like a, a well a board game and you have to roll the dice to get from one end to the other while things happen as you as you move from space to space and there's a, um, a first person um, House of the Dead type shooter Camarocho of the Dead. And that was actually a lot of fun. I could see that just kind of being its own reason to turn the game on. But they did away with things like hostess clubs and uh, karaoke, and I feel like that's good. Um, that's 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 been part of the um, part of what I always felt like in Yakuza is is just kind of like too much trying to distract me, you know. Oh, okay. And and instead, um, there's uh, like investigative sections. In the narrative, since you are um, and you're, you're on the trail of a like a, a brutal um, murder and trying to solve the the murder mystery, and you you do have to tail suspects and hunt for clues and find evidence and things like that. So there's more focus on investigation. But so good, it's Yakuza, but tweaked. All right. Anything else you played? <laughs> yeah, like a million things. You should I... be talking. Come on, get tell us, get us hyped. What do you want to hype us about? I thought I had been. Um, okay, so I I got to um, check out. This was hands off. Uh, paranoia ma- happiness is mandatory. If that's something oh, you've heard of. Okay, I have. So that's oh. um, that's um, so isometric um, tactical. And it's based on a, a, a tabletop that I I wasn't aware that it was based on, where it's kind of uh, like 1984, uh, people in a bunker ruled over by um, like an AI computer that's gone crazy, but it doesn't know that it has. Okay. And uh, um, I think uh, I think they re- they have to refer to it as friend computer. So it's like the um, the authoritarian. Uh, that's if that's a word. It's not. Whatever the word for the uh, authoritarian. <laughs> I'm getting closer. Um, sure. It, like the uh, you're not, 
you're identified by a by a by a certain color jumpsuit like um uh, this this underground civilization is split into like color ranks and if you're i think the lowest color is red and if you're red then you can only walk within like the red lines on the floor if you step outside of your line it's like an infraction against the rules if you if you go to a vending machine that's in a yellow area you've you've just committed you know a treasonous sin and and the and friend computer is very um homicidal sure. is my at least that's my understanding yeah. of it yeah. and uh the the narrative kind of um starts with you and a couple of other people have been selected to be uh friend computers like cleanup task force and by cleanup i mean you carry out his orders to to uh to deal with other mm, you know, uh, lawbreakers in, in this in this community. Super dark humor, very what I find like looks kind of depressing, but in an uh, entertaining way. Uh, I feel like that one. I, I I would definitely look forward to. Sure. Um, I've talked about I think most of the other games already that like immediately stuck out as highlights to me. There's going to be a um, a bunch of others. I'll I'll write impressions on. We um, Harry and I played um, Marvel Ultimate Avengers, or uh, sorry, not Ultimate um, Ultimate Alliance. I'm also looking forward to that. Yeah, and that this is out? the RPG. Yeah, like squad based action RPG. Because wasn't there another Avengers game that was announced yeah, by Square Enix? Square Enix is yep. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm drawing a blank on on what the other one might be right now. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, Square Enix's was the one that was developed by the same team that did. Um, I think it's Eidos, so Lara Croft and things like that. Um, but they that one was more of like an action adventure game, and then Marvel Ultimate Alliance was mm. the like dungeon crawly sort of esque game. Yeah. And this one goes right with, with ultimate Alliance one and two, but of course it has characters that are more con- some characters anyway, that are more contemporary, not with the movies being so popular. And it is um, the storyline of the infinity uh, war or gauntlet, but, but their own take on it. It's not the movie story. It's not the comic book story. It's their version of it. But um, we played like I think we played one level with a boss at the end of it, um, and we had a lot of fun. We had a blast, I think, with this one. I don't want to speak for Harry, but he seemed to enjoy it too. Um, the graphics are good. The moves are fun. You can uh, join. I, I, this might not be a new feature. I don't know. I haven't played the second one, and it's been a long time since I played the first one. But um, you can pull off uh, like your special moves, and you can combine them together with other heroes by everybody pushing like a like a shoulder button at the same time when when the the game calls for it. So then you can basically have like a a whole squad four person super attack where everybody's powers kind of join together. And um, the game gives you a roster of like what some number of heroes. I don't know. Let's say like a dozen or maybe like 15 heroes to choose from. And then other heroes are unlocked through gameplay as you go. So like, for example, at like halfway through the level, um, Iron Fist appeared in like a cinematic. And from that moment forward, that's the way they explained it to us. Iron Fist would be um, selectable to put into your party. 
And if you put together a, like a, a roster with a, with a certain connection, if you know the comic books very well. So you like, you could put together um, four of the original like X-Men and then you would get like a squad bonus based on that. Mm-hmm. Or uh, we somehow we, I don't know who we put together. I think it was because we put, we combined like Venom and Thor in the same care, in the same group. And we got something called the um, heavy hitters, Ooh, um, nice. like squad bonus. But uh, yeah, we only got to play for maybe like 15 minutes or so. So uh, we didn't see a ton, but we, I, I I saw enough to know that it, it played really well and um, it was a lot of fun. And the more people you play with, obviously, it's going to end up being uh, more fun. Yeah, and I, I do remember it's four player local co-op or up to eight player um, online multiplayer. Wow. Okay. How did they get eight? Yeah. And I don't know what that's going to look like. We didn't get to see that. Kind of yeah. wonder. Hmm. Yeah. So I see so many and, people excited for this game, and I just can't care about it at all for some reason. I don't understand what's wrong with me. I was kind of with you. What? And then I played it, and I saw that. Yeah, man, this you know this is quite quite a bit more fun than I don't know. It just it just looks like yep, generic like dungeon crawler. That's that's what my brain was telling me anyway. But yeah. the gameplay made it um, very entertaining. It worked. All right. Good. Good, good, yeah, good. I, I mean, I'm not a Marvel guy at all uh, outside of the you know movies and stuff, and I still really enjoy those games quite a bit. Okay. Cool. Whew. All right, Pascal. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> I know there um, is. I'm just waiting. Dauntless is kind of a big thing right now. Yeah. We uh, we got to uh, stop by and uh, chat with the developers. I'll 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 write up something about that um, in the coming days. Um, but they are putting a a new behemoth into the game, and uh, we we played him or against him. Okay. And uh, somebody very difficult. Like even the developer said that just finally themselves beaten him that same day. Like he's like extremely tough to. Um, to be victorious against even the developers have struggled. Okay. I don't know. I'm not a not a huge Dauntless player, so I, I don't personally have a lot more to say. Like, <laughs> other than that, there you go. We did that. No, that's fine. <laughs> we did we did the thing. <laughs> they um, yeah. So they uh, the the Dauntless 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 is coming to Switch as well. That's the um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're right. That is part of it. <laughs> so it'll have cross-play for, I think, at that point, what, every major platform and PC, too? I think so, yeah. I'm unsure of PC, but I think so. I feel like it is. So that's kind of a, a big deal. Yeah. All right. All right. I don't want to say any more. I'll, I'll write more um, stuff. <laughs> and put it on the, on the, uh, on the thing. The thing, the website. No, I'll just write gamer. it. I'll you just write it, write it and put it nowhere. <laughs> and it'll stay on my laptop for me to enjoy. Uh, I, um, I'll snail mail printed copies of it if Ooh, upon request. All right, that works. All right. <laughs> We've got people um enjoying uh falling asleep. Apparently, <laughs> we got we got a rock. I'm up. I'm, I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. <laughs> yeah, that's what somebody says. That's sleeping. <laughs> I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. 
I'm up. It's fine. Oh, you, are, you guys are best. Well, you asked me to keep talking, so I did. <laughs> I, I tried to tell you multiple sleep, times I'm done. Know. You're not done. You're never done. <laughs> okay, so with that, we should move on to... I get my monitor set up. Uh, almost had a recording disaster there, but it uh, didn't happen. But now my monitor is all... Everything's askew, and I need to fix it so I can see the spreadsheet and then tell you what's coming out this week. Yay! All right. So unlike September, we don't have 25,000 RPGs coming out this week. But what we do have is almost 25,000. <laughs> We've got a lot. So... Um, already out is Cadence of Hyrule and the Collection of Mana. Um, also, I think out already is the newest expansion for the Neverwinter free-to-play MMO. So you can get that on your Xbox or your PC. Um, maybe PS4 too. I forget if they went to that or not. Um, and then uh, this week, uh, Judgment comes out on Ju- June 21st. Or Judgment comes out on the 25th. I'm not sure. I got a bad release date, I think. It's, I think it's the 25th. It's the 25th. It's 25th. All right. Yeah, 25th. All, All right. right, never mind. Judgment doesn't come out. I'm so sorry. Um, let's see. There's a Yakuza 5 thing coming out on the PS4, but that's in Asia only, so that's that's no good for here. So, hey, you got a lot less to worry about. Super Neptunia is coming out this week. Um, Super Neptunia RPG, excuse me. So that's on the Switch. And I don't know if it's on other we, things. It must be on other things too, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I know we, we just did it back. PS4 on Steam, I think. PS4, before I think it's on Switch too, but don't call me on that. All right. So, but it's only coming out this week on Steam, and it's actually the same day as Judgment for uh, PS4 okay. and Switch. So, right. Very confusing how all that works. Um, also out this week is Bloodstained: Ritual of the Night. Time to play it, Pascal. Yay. So we did. Ready. We played it last, remember last year. Yeah. <laughs> Time to play it for real. <sighs> Let's see. It's finally coming. It's going to be amazing. All right. Cool. And then uh, Citizens of Space just hit as well, or is hitting this week on Tuesday. Excuse me. It's coming out this week for 15 bucks. Citizens of Space is the follow-up to Citizens of Earth. Um, so hopefully we'll see some reviews and how that turned out. So what are you going to play this week, everybody? Starting with Ryan. Uh, pro- yeah, probably just like Devious Dungeon 2, I guess. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, oh, I'm forgetting people's names already. Uh, Kelly! <laughs> I know your name. <laughs> um, Bloodstained... And I might boot up Cadence of Hyrule since I accidentally bought it. I might as well give it a shot. Right. Nathan? Good. Uh, aside from working on the projects I'm working on, I might try out Super Neptunia RPG. Okay. Pascal? You know, since I got a You going to play anything this week, Pascal? Or are you just going to... I'm going to go right now and play unpack my suitcase and catch up on writing this week. I'll it. play something. I don't right. know. Peter, what are you up to? Uh, most likely Cadence until Bloodstain comes out, and then I will be fully committed. Ah, uh, okay. So no, no co-op uh, Borderlands after all, then. 
No, I mean that too, of course. <laughs> but you didn't seem very interested, so it's like not gonna push it. But whenever you're ready to play, it'll be there. All right, and uh, I'm playing more Final Fantasy 14. Apparently, some co-op Borderlands, Monster Hunter, and Gato Robato. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too many things. Too many things. I've I have an interview um, coming up for 14. Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading that. Posting soon, hopefully. All right. Cool. Um, with that, uh, if you'd like to leave feedback, it's 608-729-4098 for the voicemail. Podcast at rpgamer.com for the email. You can just post in the show thread. That's the easiest way. Or, of course, you can uh, text 608-729-4098. Or you can reply on Twitter. The question of the week this week. Uh, not, uh, who won e Not metal boobs anymore. <laughs> Who won explain, explain no, how, no, we're not explaining the boot. No, we're not. No, no. Who won E three is boring. Forget who. Won I E3. know that's like the same question as what we said. What did you like about E three? People are just going to pick that again. Mm. No, I was I was teasing because I know that's trite, but yeah. that's what everybody the, uh, does. I know. Should we do like? Uh, are you going to get ritual of the night? But no, that's too focused on one game. Um. How about um, uh, any game uh, you were excited for that E3 has completely turned you away from? Oh, what yeah, you, what, that, that might be that might be a good one. What season's going to hurt your wallet the most? Fall 2019 or well, spring 2020? No, we know it's September Both. 20th through 27th. <laughs> what game were you excited about figure, before E3, but now are totally uninterested in? I love it. What are you gonna say, Pascal? No, no. I feel like it's gonna be, it's gonna be Final Fantasy VII still, probably. <laughs> I, I bet as many, as many people were like reconfirmed as were completely destroyed. Checked out, yeah. yeah. Um, for me, it, I'm if I had to say, I've got to say Animal Crossing, Ooh, mostly wow. because of the delay, but also because I don't know, it just. It sounds like they're trying to Minecraft it, but its I don't know how it's going to work. I like the idea of the crafting, but um, I was immediately turned off when I saw that you don't actually hold up the item you crafted. You just hold up a generic placeholder item that's like, see, I made this. It's like, well, I don't want to see that. I want to see the thing I made. And then you got to go put it down yeah. on the ground or whatever. And it's like, uh... um... I don't know. Um, th- I mean, they could surprise me, and they did delay the game to work on it better I mean, so gathering and crafting I, I think is the thing that was missing from animal crossing for me but i could see how they might turn you off if you don't care about that stuff um and i just don't know that they've proven that they've got it right yet you don't think the uh, like a lot of the things that i heard kelly were people actually rejoicing over the delay just because of the reasoning behind it that doesn't change your mind at all or... no no i agree with the reason why they delayed it i don't mm-hmm. want them to have to crunch and i'm com- um i think more companies should adopt their attitude sure um i, I, I part of the reason why i'm kind of mad on the crafting is because animal crossing's inventory management traditionally has just been awful and yes. having to manage craft crafting on top of that just uh, i don't know how they need to get it right for it to be able to do crafting properly. Otherwise, it's just going to be a slog. 
Yeah, I would agree with the inventory piece of that for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that could surprise me. They, they, they could make it so amazing that it replaces Minecraft for me. Yeah, that could be cool. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, until they add um, chicken egg farming and chicken leveling, I don't know that that's going to do that, Kelly, but we'll find out. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> if you have an answer for a game that disappointed you like that, give us your feedback. Um, and I think we're going to call it for now. That's over two hours of E3 and just so much busy news this week. So thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back here next week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Just like every week, you can watch us live at rpgamer.com. No, at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Right. Used to do it the other way. Yeah. Anyway. And then, uh, of course, you can uh, download us on your podcast app. Subscribe. It's free. It's just a podcast. Listen every week. Become addicted. Or join our Discord and complain about what we'd said on the show. So with that, we're going <laughs> to leave you for a week. See you next time. And uh, Peter and I will figure out whether or not we're actually playing Borderlands. And uh, until then, bye-bye, everybody. Bye. 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 See ya.